Woo! We're gonna have some fun. The one, just go off of the one. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna just have go some off fun. of the one. I was watching, I was watching GT's uh, lips, and I'm just like, I should say it now. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's let's fucking do. It. Let me make sure that we all can be heard. You can tell I don't do this often, huh? <laughs> GT, say something. Something. Happy Father's cool. Day. Cool. <laughs> we're we got it. We're all, we're squ- we're squared away. All right. So. <laughs> GT, how you been? <laughs> how you been, bro? <laughs> oh, it's Lord been like Lord. 50 episodes. It's almost been a year. Dude, almost been a year. It, it has uh, been too long since I've been a part of the podcast, man. Seriously, I miss you guys. I miss you too. And we now have Eddie. Eddie is now a full-time. Here you yes, go. congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations for taking on this uh this this bitch of a responsibility yeah, yeah, yeah i know that the music's still on i don't give a shit i love this song let me let that l- l- slow fade it's part there. of our new uh this is one of those obscure like b-sides uh episode recordings exactly. that we're doing you know you won't hear it anywhere else again ever yep ever i mean my ever, ever? my uh my camera is is fucked up somehow i don't i don't know why half of my bar is just gone but it's gone it's fine Oh, at the top. Okay, I didn't even realize. At the very that. Top, See, now I'm not going to be able to unsee it. That. You know, the, no, the great no, thing. That's why I brought attention to the it. The great thing is, you know, Corey's going to co- he's going to pop in, and he's going to be like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What are you doing to my fucking stream, motherfucker? <laughs> You've ruined everything. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. He should have, like I said, he should have never left. But it's fine. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about like what. Our icebreaker E3. I know we're probably maybe not necessarily like super late because we would have recorded in the middle of E3. So I guess this is a decent time to finally talk about it. Um, so we're we're just going to do some some quick roundup bullshit. What was the exciting things that you saw? Things that you liked? Things that you didn't like? Uh, being shown off at E3. I'm just kick things off. I used the the IGN article that we got over here, and I'm gonna switch over to our. Um, Make sure it's the right screen. Make sure it's the right screen. In a second. <laughs> I've got no porn up right now, so we're 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 in the clear. <laughs> we're completely in the clear. So, but yeah, what are you guys most excited about um, coming out of E3 so far? And say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I know I'm telling you I know I was I think I was more excited for other people um okay. like we were talking about it I was talking to GT on his stream about it how he had tweeted about Metal Slug Tactics and like seriously it was like that day he was just like well this is the closest thing I'm gonna get to Advance Wars so I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to playing it and then like Nintendo comes in and it's just like hey guys guess what Advance Wars reboot and I'm just like gt is gonna lose his shit dude i'm <laughs> telling you dude i like i legit shed a man tear when i saw that i could not believe what i was seeing because y'all know I, I freaking love advance wars and i just thought that was a forgotten mm. series and the fact that they announced it again i was just like is this even real like is this really yeah. happening right now but um <laughs> yeah. that that made it extra funny the fact that i was like well we got metal slug that's about as close as we'll get and then the very next day of course nintendo was like hold my beer yeah but, um, right <laughs> yeah very very excited. i mean dude when when they announced uh metal slug tactics i lost my shit i'm a big like 
I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I'm a super fan. I've played every single fucking game. But I love Metal Slug. Like, I absolutely adore the Metal Slug series. So now that they're turning around and they're giving the reins to Dot Emu to make a fucking tactics game, I'm like, you you passed it off to the best people that you possibly could. Oh, yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, Dude, it's great. I love it. Dot Emu's been on such a freaking roll lately. It's freaking ridiculous. Like, seriously, like Streets of Rage 4. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the new Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and now freaking Metal Slug Tactics. I mean, they're just, they're killing it, man. Seriously. So excited. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. No, it's it's going to be great for sure. And I thought it was like, honestly, like I said, like, I thought I was more, I was more happy for you for sure. Because like, you even brought it up on your stream, I think. And you were just like, I don't, I don't think people would say, just hang around and watch me play. And I'm like, dude, GT, I came across you the first time when you were playing Advanced Wars. This was last year. <laughs> like, that's how I met you. You were playing, you were going through Advanced Wars. And I'm just like. Man, this guy really likes Advance Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love that game, man. Yeah. It's it's I think a lot of it has to do with just it was one of those games that um I didn't expect to like. And I bought it based on reviews. Cause I mean back in high school, you know, that's what you that's what you did. He went to IGN and looked at the reviews and were like, Oh wow, this has a ten out of ten. Why? So I ended up renting it and I spent like a good hour or so playing through the tutorial and I was like I really like this game and I just kept playing it and I couldn't stop playing it. Then I found out it was multiplayer with just one, you know, Game Boy. And then me and my friends would start playing it together. And man, I have so many good memories with that. And then after Advance Wars, you know, Dual Strike, it was pretty much over. It was like that was the end of it. They had Days of Ruin, but that's like a completely different game, even though it is Advance Wars. But then I, that was it. I love a Days of Ruin. Me I know too. I'm probably I think like it's one great. Of the few people. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that game so fucking much, and everyone shits on it. It's oh, like dude, it's not it's... Advance Wars. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. I I still disagree. I do not think it is part of the Advance Wars universe because it's like a completely mm-hmm. different game. But on its own right it is a fantastic game i beat it and played it all the way through it was amazing it just wasn't it was so different from you know the the older games but see that's the thing i'm hoping that this advance war sells well because if they do that mm-hmm. not only will they do a sequel but maybe they'll even do a sequel to days of ruin or they'll try and extend it so buy the game <laughs> i i don't have that much that much hopes for it but I mean, goddamn! I I'd love to fucking see that shit. I'm trying. Oh, that would be great. Fucking camera. <laughs> I think people would appreciate it more now. Anyway, it's okay. You can cut me oh, off, yeah. dude. I don't mind. It's all right. No, I'm not gonna do that yeah. to you, man. I'm a, I'm a letter rock. <laughs> yeah, see what's on my toolbar. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I was more excited about that. Like I said, even with like uh, 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 Kazu Kazuma Mishima for Smash. Like I was. Oh, I, I, dude. dude! I was stoked for everybody that's a Tekken fan. Cause like everybody was like reaching out to me and like yo and I was just like all right like I mean I the only <laughs> Tekken I've technically played is seven and and I don't I don't have a history with Tekken but I can appreciate it because growing up like mm-hmm. I played Street Fighter and like Mortal Kombat and all that stuff and there was always the techies is that what you want to call them I don't know but <laughs> the you know techies. Like sure it. yeah like the tech <laughs> there was always the people that were always talking about like Tekken like I remember there was this guy like on the bus and he would always like brag and boast about like his juggling techniques with Tekken and I'm just like so it's always been around so I was excited for that for like people that were just like oh like hell yeah you know and the way they went about it with the trailer was just so great because you're starting off strong people are thinking it's Breath of the Wild because they see Ganondorf there and I'm just like this is this is Ocarina of Time 
Ganondorf, not <laughs> Breath of the Wild Ganon. Well, and people were yeah, just like, and that was yeah. Go ahead. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I I think it was actually closer to Twilight Princess Ganon, but not the point that I was making. Uh, when I saw that, I'm just like, what the fuck is this? It's like they just yeet Ganon into the fucking lava, <laughs> yeah. and it, I'm not I'm not a Tekken fan, so I didn't see the the connection that early. Yeah, until like they do the silhouette and you see the hair, and like I was on the Mega Vision stream for Nintendo's E3 presentation, and I audibly screamed over <laughs> fucking Chris and Graham, and I'm like, oh oh shit, <laughs> bro, Dude. bro, I love it. I, I love right when, away. <laughs> nice. Go I on. love when they put fighting game characters in Smash and just watching the Smash community just self-destruct. Oh god. Cuz they don't they, they don't they don't know. Yeah. They have no idea what to do with themselves and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's <Right>. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was actually I don't even play Smash at all, but I was just so excited that they they brought like once again like a fighting game character into the mm. series again and uh i mean doesn't namco bandai have a hand in working with smash like do they do they help yeah work so on that they game, right? i i don't know if they had their hands in uh smash ultimate but they definitely had their hands in smash 4 ah. so nintendo and bandai namco have had a long-standing uh relationship which i was I'm actually a little bit surprised because Bandai Namco was also supposed to be working on Metroid Prime 4, uh, but then the reins were pretty much taken from them and given back to Retro Studios after Nintendo was not satisfied with the progress they were making with Prime 4. So I'm glad to see that they're they're still doing things together in like the larger schemes. Maybe things just didn't work out for the first-person shooter. It is what it is, whatever. You right, know, right. But yeah, I think it's in better no. hands personally. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it. I'm happy. <laughs> See, and, and I mean, was, retro. No, go ahead, GT. Yeah, now I was gonna say, yeah, retro has been working on that series since the first game, and I mean, they got it right the first time. <laughs> so clearly, mm -hmm. you know, after taking such a long hiatus, I think they're ready to go back into Prom Four with with pretty much all guns blazing. So I think I think that they only have like two of the people that were from the original Prime and Prime Two team that uh that worked on those games but like regardless i'm i'm super excited for it i'm happy i'm glad that we're getting back to to our roots i guess you would say i did want to jump back onto the advanced force things because i don't know if i've ever said this or told this story but i think i might have said something to you um right around the time that uh advanced wars ds dual strike uh came out um we were me and my friends in school were so into the game, but we didn't all have DSs at the time, and we only had we only knew one kid that we would take grid paper and draw wow. our own armies wow. and make our own yeah, and then Holy we'd be cow. like, okay, this this unit has a movement of this. This is how much money, and that's how fucking like serious we were into the fucking Advance Wars series. Now I I am personally more of a Fire Emblem fan. But I appreciate me some fucking some advance wars that I would definitely go to that extent. So yeah. Dude, I'm happy for it. Yeah, see, no, I'm happy with, with me when it comes down to it. Advance wars always caught my eye, but I've never mm -hmm. been I've I've never been really an RPG guy and I've never really been a tactics guy either. Like the only game that I actually like really like dive like dove into was uh the Project X Zone series series. 
Like, I don't know if... Uh, really? Yeah. That's, like, the hmm. only, like, tactics-based game that I ever actually... Dude, I bought the freaking Fire Emblem 30th anniversary Nintendo re-release. I still haven't touched it. I downloaded the game because I had to. <laughs> because it was just like, if you don't download it by today, it's, you're not going to be able to download it ever. But I don't know. It's just, I've never been, I've never been a, a tactics kind of guy. But I do want to give Advanced Wars a proper shot. And I was excited when I saw Metal, mm. Metal Slug. Because, like, Metal Slug, I, I like Metal Slug as well metal slug is always fun so why not a different take on it so that's what i was saying i exactly. think it was more exciting i was more exciting uh i was more excited for other people because like even with like metroid like i i am not the biggest metroid fan but like people seeing it and going wild for dread was amazing like i was like cool like they got something they can am i gonna pick it up yes am i gonna give it a shot yes will i play it through its entirety probably not but <laughs> dude <laughs> fucking i feel like you'll they... beat it yeah. You'll you'll pick it up and you'll beat it. I, I'm not. I, I oh, there's so much to talk about. It's like hard to stay focused on one 100%. thing. But um, mm-hmm. man. Um, first off, okay. So back to Advance Wars for just a second. I would highly recommend because Advance Wars is the first tactics game I ever played, and okay. if it is literally gonna be like a port of the original in in terms of everything that the the original games had to offer, like the tutorial and everything like that. It is one of the best and most intuitive tutorials. Like it is just, it tells you exactly how to play the game without overwhelming you. And um, it's so lighthearted that and the, the difficulty actually branches really well. Like it, it grows really well. So I would highly recommend if you even thought about playing yeah. any tactics game, it's to, it's to definitely get into Advance Wars because it really, and even the story's fun. Like it's, it's just a very fun, lighthearted take on tactics games. So I would highly recommend giving it a shot. Um, and then going back or going back to Metroid, um, one thing I really like about freaking, um, Metroid Dread is it seems like it's really fast paced. (laughs) Did anyone notice that? Like it's quick. Yeah. It's, it's a very quick and smooth game. Like I, I was impressed with what I saw. Um, I just can't believe that Dread is actually here because if you guys Dude. <laughs> weren't paying attention or you didn't know about it, Dread was originally talked about back in the DS era. And I think wow. I want to say around like 2004, people were bringing up, yo, Metroid, Metroid Dread, Metroid 5. What's going on with the development on it? You know, because when they started coming out with the first person shooters of Metroid, uh, everyone was kind of like, okay, but when are we going back to the 2D style of Metroid, the traditional Metroid, uh, Metroidvania style of games? And you know, there was there were some murmurs that the the project was active, and then just complete silence. And then from there, they were just like, yeah, the project was eventually just canceled. It was it was canned, uh, which was unfortunate because a lot of the people who were from the like the 2D space was just like. Yo, when when are we gonna get like a return to form? Um, things kind of they technically did make a comeback with um what is it called? With uh the three DS game other M. Oh, other no, M. Other oh, M. The, uh, the so like Tecmo when one? they were bringing oh, yeah, 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 or, yeah, or Team Ninja. So like when they first brought up, it was like, oh, it's the first like uh metroid 2d game in in 15 years i'm just like well samus returns did come out a lot of people don't like samus returns for some reason i i don't understand the hate that that game gets because i think that that other that samus returns is phenomenal it's a fantastic 3ds game 
Um, but regardless of that, other M, like technically is it is a 2D game, even though there are 3D elements to it. And like for all intents and purposes, I honestly think that that game is also very, very good. I'm not a fan of the story, but I still think that the game is like very well done. So I still I mean, want to play it. <laughs> haven't yeah, played I, I haven't. I haven't played like as big of a Metroid fan as I am. I haven't played Prime Two, Three, or um, Other M. I haven't played either. I have all three now, but I haven't played either one of them, and I do plan on playing them eventually. Um, but yeah, Other M did get a lot of hate. I remember that in the 3DS game. I don't. Mm-hmm. I haven't played that either, but I really, really want to. Because I don't think I'll ever go back to the Game Boy version of Metroid 2. <laughs> yeah, that no, I looks, think that the, looks hard. the 3DS version is a, an improvement on almost every single front. Um, but as far as, like, the Metroid Prime series, I would say definitely play 2. Uh, 2, I love 2, especially for the um, the multiplayer. I was a huge fan of the multiplayer for Metroid Prime 2. So if you're nice. able to get some of your boys together and jump on that shit, I would say definitely fucking go for it. Uh, Corruption, I haven't played Corruption, and it's still very, very good, but they do say it's the weakest of the trilogy. Um, But it's just like, what's the difference between a 97 and a 95? And Like, look at it from that perspective. Right. Um, It's just slightly weaker than the other other three games. Other M just has, if you're like a a no-shit Metroid Prime fan, then you're probably going to, or a Metroid fan, you're probably going to have an issue with like the lore of Other M. That would be the only thing I would say about about that. Right. Um, I think what like initially turned me off from part two and three was the fact you didn't feel like you were so alone anymore. Because that's the one thing about like Samus is she's just kind of like a lone hunter, and she's mm-hmm. just, she goes on a planet and does her own thing. But now, like, I know in part two, you immediately, you're already, like, talking to other soldiers and stuff. And I'm just like, wait, this isn't, nope. this isn't prime. <laughs> so, you, there's definitely a lot of that in three. Right. Like, you're talking to other bounty hunters in three. In Metroid Prime 2, you're not really talking to anybody. You're finding dead bodies. Ah, uh, okay. You're it's been a like, hot minute since I've played oh, it. So. <laughs> the Federation was here, and they got their shit rocked. So, uh, no, it's de- definitely. I think you'll be fine with Metroid Prime Two. It's definitely a different type of game. It's it's harder. It's harder than Prime One. Um, Metroid Prime Three is when things get a little bit crazy with new characters and voice acting and shit like that. And uh, it's still a good game, but and if you're gonna play that, mod your Dolphin emulator so that you can do the mouse and keyboard option. Uh, actual for it. actual hardware for GT. Come on now. <laughs> i know right GT. newly actual yeah. hardware actual yeah no i got a wii i got on. a wii u and i got my gamecube so yeah i'm not gonna be playing on the real stuff it, it's funny <laughs> it's yeah. funny that you bring up that uh the the vibe of samus being alone on a planet and stuff like that because i remember i did my first super metroid run um in october for halloween and they're like well, how is this a halloween game like how is this a scary game and i'm like think of the situation samus is in completely <laughs> different planet alone all just things going haywire and crazy and i'm like to me it's like yeah i would be terrified if i was samus in that planet you know even if i had a suit or everything or anything like so i i get what mm-hmm. you're saying with that it just i don't know i just with me 
I just never got into the Metroid series as much. And if you ever go back, I don't, I don't think the VOD exists anymore. But GT, like, I was hating on that game so much. Like, oh, I was like, no. this doesn't make any sense. Like, why is this happening here? The jumping <laughs> yeah. is dumb. The wall jumping is is ridiculous. It's not as flu- it's not fluid like Mario. And I'm just like, oh. So the wall jumping is not a requirement. It's more of like a skill based thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, this is something that you can do. And I don't know if it is intentional. Uh, but I think I spent a few hours, like, mastering how the wall jumping is supposed to work. Uh, it's tough. With, like, yeah. Metroid Zero. It's hard. It's not easy. I don't I don't blame you for getting tilted. There was, there was yeah. one part where they specifically... You don't have to do it, right? But it's like, oh, you can make it all the way to the top and access this part of the map if you just climb up this little mm-hmm. chasm with the wall jumps. And I was like, I was like, dude, like that will forever like be a stain for me, like with that game because I just struggled so much with it. And I was watching my friend uh, Phoenix Pearl playing her first playthrough, and she got stuck there. And like two hours later, like she was just like, I finally did it. Two hours later, and I finally <laughs> got to the top. And I'm just like, dude, it's just one of those feelings that you get with that with that part of the game. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah it's it's perilous. It is not easy. Yeah, that Super Super Metroid is one of the last two D Super Metroid or Metroid games I beat. Um, I beat Fusion and Zero Mission before I beat Super Metroid. I didn't grow up with Metroid. Um, I didn't get into it until Metroid Fusion. Actually, that was the first two D mm-hmm. Metroid game I ever beat. And with that game, the controls have been refined so well. Like, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have played Fusion, but People don't really like the story as much, but man, that game plays well. Like you can jump off walls with ease. You can actually grab on the stuff. Mm. Uh, you get all these powers. It is. It feels a little more linear. Like you don't get stuck as much as you would in like Super Metroid. It, it's it's got more hand holding, but um, it's an excellent game. When I went back to Super Metroid, that game was hard as hell. I actually yeah. have a short story to share with you guys uh, with Super Metroid. So a long time ago, I tried it. This was before I even hit Twitch, but um, I tried to play. Super Metroid on the Wii U Virtual Console, and I went through the entire game without the charge shot for some reason because you can you don't have to get everything. I went through no, the entire don't. game without the charge shot. I was like, I don't know where it is, so I'm not gonna go looking for it, and I don't need it. I just I'll just use my regular shot. I get all the way to the final boss. You have to have the charge shot, <laughs> or else you will run out of missiles, and. You can't do damage any other way. Yeah. I I had to quit. <laughs> I had to quit done. the whole game because I could not. You couldn't go it. back? You can't you no, there's a back? part there's a part in the game at the end, I mean, without spoiling much, where you save at a certain point and it tells you you can't go back after yeah. the save. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. I wasn't good. So <laughs> I have not played uh Super Metroid. To its completion i did not know that like i know i know of super metroid i know exactly like what happens mm-hmm. uh, and it, my situation is similar to you my first metroid was actually metroid prime and i went back and i played super Met- or not super metroid but metroid zero mission and like i didn't get very far in zero mission because i was very much more focused on prime and so I eventually picked up a copy of Super Metroid. I played a little bit of it, but I got stuck in this one area where it's like it's just a, a cylinder. It's just a, 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 a rectangle on its side. And right. I'm just like, I cannot figure out how to get to the top. And I'm at a wall at the bottom. So I kind of put it down 
And then I played Hyper Metroid, which is a ROM hack of Super Metroid. And it is just, it's got a, a, an altered storyline, but it is just a more insane version of Super Metroid. But they show you certain inputs on what to do. So like the wall jump or the, yeah, the wall jump input, they, they were just like, hey, when you're in this frame, you got to jump off. And that still wasn't enough for me. I had to look it up online and practice and practice and practice. But the thing that like pissed me off the most is that in Super Metroid and Hyper Metroid, there is a backwards flip that is a bitch to do. <laughs> like you have to turn around, you have to crouch, mm -hmm. and then you have to do like this sure you can motion yeah. in two frames <laughs> to like get your ass all the way back there. Like I was looking up speedrunning strats to like exploit certain things about the game. That's how it, like in depth I got into like the the old like Metroid bullshit. Um but no, back to dread. Metroid Prime Metroid 5 looks fucking great and I'm surprised that they like they're saying like this is the hard end for Samus's storyline. So I'm like what do you plan on doing beyond uh Metroid 5? I was like is, are you putting in a new protagonist or are you thinking of a reboot or like what 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 is it from here? Are you just like giving this up to us to shut us up and then never look at the IP again, <laughs> kind of like what you did with F Zero? Oh, we get Federation we Wars. Zero game. Federation Wars. Oh, oh Federation God. Wars. Yes, let's go. Mm -hmm. Federation Wars. Yeah, we don't talk yeah, about Federation Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the funny, the funny. I've never thing, played it, but I heard it's a bad time. <laughs> I, I played it. I did play it. I don't re because um. So I had a buddy when I used to live out in California. I had a buddy who lived uh who lived who worked for Nintendo, and he would always have like these. Uh, little i guess i don't know how, what do you call them but it was just kind of like demo parties i guess is what you call them like he'd invite us all over his wife would make dinner and little snacks and stuff we'd have beer and then he'd bring out like things that nintendo kind of like you know uh, uh, consumer feedback or whatever type of shit so mm -hmm. that's how i played it it's the only reason why i played it or else i never would have played it and i was just like <laughs> yeah, this is pretty it's pretty rough <laughs> i was like it's pretty rough. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, they kind of threw that like, out I'm not of left drunk field. enough to make an excuse. So I'm like, this is a rough game. <laughs> Damn, that's so unfortunate. I don't know what they were thinking, man. I think they just got to a point where they just kept they were pumping out Metroid games kind of quick at one point, and I think that's kind of what like now. I want to. I don't want to go as far as to say killed the series, but I think people kind of got burnt out on it, especially like everybody started making games like that. I mean, Castlevania, like as far as the 2D stuff goes, Castlevania was um you know coming out with all their different metroidvanias and you know then the indie series started coming out with all their different metroidvania games and you know after a while they just took a back seat and that's kind of what happened i guess yeah. now they're just like you know what it's time the king is back yeah. <laughs> or the queen is back <laughs> that makes sense and you so. know what that that is something that i have noticed and this kind of like jumps into my weeks and i'll kind of segue back but i was in the middle where i spent the last two three weeks uh, reviewing a game called Ender Lilies, uh, The Quietest of the Nights, which is a Metroidvania. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, why haven't we seen as many Metroidvanias coming from like major developers and even smaller de developers in the past? And like when you look back at it, the only ones that people like really put their finger on is like Hollow Knight and Bloodstained. And there's the one that I'm missing. And then there's another one. Um, it's. It's Axiom Verge has some. Fur Axiom Verge is a yeah. Axiom Verge has some traction. You got the fucking furry one. 
which I, oh, <laughs> dust in Elysian Tale. Oh, I was like, furry one. Um, and then there's like one other one that I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's just like, okay, those, those indie titles. Yeah, they're there. But then like you start looking through like the rest of the list for Metroidvanias and they're just a lot of bloat and garbage. Thank you, chat. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, it's a, that's a, but there's just a lot of like bloat as far as Metroidvanias are concerned. Like even at the, the, the AAA developer level of uh putting that shit out there and it just was not great like castlevania and the metroid series was really the apex of it and everything else was just very mundane and like you you have like i guess you could say the hidden gem here or there like with striders re-release for the playstation 3 back in 2013 2014 or whatever that game was was fairly decent but i mean outside of that i'm just like you know where do, where do we go because that used to be the standard for action adventure exploration games you know what i mean and it's like you said yeah they were putting out metroid after metroid after metroid just how like konami was coming out with castlevania after castlevania after castlevania and then when they released uh lords of shadow which played more like an action like a cinematic action game um that's kind of like where we saw like the full stop for that style of gameplay Right. Yeah, everybody was trying to go into that Devil May Cry and then the first person shooter genre. And, you know, that was pretty much what was going on. You know, Mm -hmm. people were kind of gearing away from the whole 2D castle or, well, mainstream companies, like you said, were kind of gearing away from, you know, Metroidvanias, which sucks. But I mean, if if everybody else is making them, why would they make them? So I guess that's what they were thinking. And like you said, it was just oversaturated with a lot of stuff. And I'm I'm gonna get into it too because that's part of my weeks. Um because I I have a Metroidvania story that I was just like I'm over here talking like I've never been a Metroidvania fan or a Super Metroid fan, like la da da. And then I'm gonna get into my weeks and I'm like, and there's a couple of games in there, I'm just like, well, I think I'm gonna play these games. <laughs> but we'll get into that as soon as uh we get to our weeks and stuff. Let's continue on with some more E3 stuff, right? Okay. I don't know if anyone else is a big fan. I I love the series, Met- uh, not Metroid. Uh, I do love that, but like Shin Megami Tensei Five, they finally did the full reveal on it. Mega Visions came out with an article, I think, like a week or two ago, um, and we were just like, "Yo, Met- uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five release date revealed. Fucking here's the details on it." And I'm just like, "Holy fucking shit! The game looks great." for a switch title but it still looks great um i am not the biggest fan of the persona series i the personas persona series is very um colorful and happy-go-lucky and then shimigami tensei is a little bit more gritty and hardcore and shit like that and i just got done playing shimigami tensei 3 uh remaster for the nintendo switch i can't wait for this to come out uh, i'm probably going to pick it up on the ps4 Uh, because it's coming out for both ps4 and switch but everything about this game looks fucking sick like it it really does look oh my god it's it's amazing what they're able to do with that freaking switch hardware it blows my mind Mm -hmm. man like it's a mobile chip they got in there (laughs) and it's keeping up with all these like next gen consoles man it's nice give or take it might have a few like a flaw here and there but it's like hardly noticeable and it's just no, you're absolutely right. Like the Switch is a it's a powerhouse of a console. And it's just it's amazing Truly what they is. do with it. I'm not a Shin Megami like uh fan per se. Like I think the only one I've actually played was Nocturnal on the PlayStation 2. 
And then so uh, Nocturne is Shin Megami Tensei three. Oh, so that's the one. That's the remake that they just came out with, them, mm-hmm. right? So that's the only yes. one that I've only really played. I have the Persona games, but I never really got into them either. But once again, I'm I'm happy that people are happy and excited about it. It looks good. That's how it I looks am. cool. Like cool. I hope they I hope those they have fun. Maybe one day I'll pick it up. I don't know. <laughs> I I recommend them. They're they're hard as shit, but I I recommend you pick them up. Yeah, I've never um, heard of the series, but I'm just glad that there's so many people that love it. Yeah. I mean, do you so, like Persona? I've never played Persona. Okay. Persona is a little bit more palatable. Persona. Uh-huh. If you like Persona and you're you're willing to go the extra mile and be like, okay, give me something that that hates me. It's it's Pokemon, but but you're making deals with demons and selling your soul. I remember oh, wow. stuff like that. I remember it was so funny because I did start off. I I played. I started off Persona and I played about maybe like ten hours of it. And I was turned off by because it was like somebody's like, yeah, it's going to take you about like 100 hours to beat this game. And I'm like, 100 hours? Nobody has 100 hours to like do that. And I'm like, one of my buddies just recently started playing Breath of the Wild. And like I instantly like told him, I was like, dude, I put in like 200 hours in this game. And I'm just like, wait a second, Eddie. Like you're willing to do 200 <laughs> hours on Breath of the Wild, but you're not willing to do 100 in Persona? Like, come on, man. Like, let's let's get some things uh, straight here, you know? <laughs> Right, 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 right. Uh, So I'm going a little bit out of order because I'm just going it based off of, like, the things I saw on this list. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. How do we feel about Breath of the Wild 2? I I was kind of figuring that there was a reason why they were releasing the Skyward Sword uh, HD collection or HD edition for the Nintendo Switch and how that might correlate to Breath of the Wild 2. Um. I, I am a little bit surprised of the setting because everyone was just like, well, okay, well, where do you go from here? And they're just like, take it to the fucking oh, skies, yeah. bro. Like, <laughs> take it <laughs> just up. Go up. Basically. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm super excited for that um, because, like, it immediately gave me um, Bioshock Infinite vibes with the fact okay. that they have, like, these different planes of areas in the sky. And, I mean, Breath of the Wild is already freaking gargantuan like breath of the wild for for a lot of you guys don't know that was the first open world game i've ever beaten and it was the first zelda game i've ever beaten ever nice and i couldn't put it down like i I bought it before i was streaming and i bought it based purely on hype people were like this is one of the best games ever made and when i ended up playing it man i just fell in love with it dude like i think what made me fall in love with it is the randomness of the open world itself like you'll just Mm -hmm. you'll just be doing your thing and then all of a sudden some giant rock boss pops (laughs) out of the ground and you have to deal with it and i'm just like i'm not ready i wasn't ready for this and like the (laughs) fact that they're bringing the sky into the setting now imagine what kind of surprises are going to be up there man it's just going to be they really know what they're doing with this Breath of the Wild series, and man, I cannot. I will wait as long as I need to yeah. um, for Nintendo to bring out this 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 game because it's going to be gold. It just is. The only thing that I'm worried about is that I have a feeling that Nintendo is trying to put a capstone on a lot of the mainline lore of some of their series, and it's just something I noticed, especially with Metroid being the most recent one that. If they're trying to completely wrap up the current Zelda meta story that they have going on with all the individual games falling in a uh, a timeline and, you know, 
Breath of the Wild, the first one, takes place after all the bullshit that happened in the previous games. And now they're returning to what is technically the first game in the series and just creating like this this Ouroboros loop where it's just like this endless cycle. You start in the sky, bitch, you come to the ground, you're going to end up right back into the stuff sky. Circle, and that'd yeah. be the end of it. Oh, yeah. Come full circle. So I, I'm I'm curious to see where they go with the Legend of Zelda series because I think AGL Numa uh, was um, – there was something where the reason why they made Breath of the Wild the way that it was is because they don't want to be limited by the current standing meta. Uh, and I think that if they're this, – this is just my own headcanon that if they're trying to put a cap on it, I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be that cap. So that he can just go forth and just do whatever the fuck he, he wants, wants from there, from there on. Can I? I mean, the way I see it, honestly, I'm excited for it first and foremost. I I know there was people that were like, "That's all they gave us," and I'm just like, "Be happy they gave you something." Exactly. Jeez. <laughs> you know, like be happy greedy gamers. They're just like, I needed more meat, and I'm just like, look, it just is what it is. Um, I from the trailer, from what I saw, uh, the things that stood out to me first and foremost was that Link has just this long mane of hair. <laughs> Just yeah. flowing, and I'm he's like, he's been through it. Yeah, like, it's, either he, it's either he's been through it, or it's just like at a point where he's just become that soldier where he's just like the PTSD has kicked in, and he's just like, I can't do this anymore, man. Like I can't, like I can't, you know. And then he's got like a metal arm, or like something has fused with him too, and now he's the Winter Soldier. I don't know. It's one of those two things, you know. But uh, he's got tattoos on him and shit. Yeah, like, but I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's great. I genuinely I feel. That I don't think originally this was the intention they were going with, but um, think of uh, James Bond's Casino Royale. I think is what it was. It was like the okay. first Daniel Craig movie where it just kind of we're rebooting the James Bond series and retelling. I feel like this is what that game is doing. It's not really necessarily putting a cap on everything. It's just kind of saying like we're starting a new story and it starts with Breath of the Wild and this is where we're gonna go from here. Like I wouldn't. Be this sub- is the new starting point for all the other games. For, for every, for just forward. in general, like whatever happened in the past is what it is. Now this is the story of Zelda. This is the legend, the new legend of Zelda. But I would like to see some new elements and new mechanics put in there. Like there was one fan art that I saw where, you know, Zelda was kind of going steampunk, or some yeah. shit like that. And I was, I would just be like, okay, that's that's pretty dope. I, I'd play the fuck out of that. Give me the wand of Gamelon. I mean. <laughs> that actually no. makes you wonder though like no are what can they do after this because you notice like with most zelda games there's always a different because i mean i'm not gonna lie i haven't played a lot of them like i've only beaten link to the past uh link's awakening and breath of the wild that's it i've never been ocarina mm-hmm. of time or any of those uh, so i can't speak on them but you notice they always kind of have a different flavor like every every time they come out with a like on a different console i guess you can say so it's like with Breath of the Wild, what are they going to do next? Yeah. After There's the always Wild like a different like theme going on, right? So like, you know, um, oh, what the fuck is it? The one for the GameCube. Twilight Princess. Uh, I keep going to Minish Cat. Wind Waker. Wind Waker was all about like the ocean shit like that. Skyward Sword is about no shit. The sky. Um, I... I have a feeling that they either are going to start rehashing some ideas, not necessarily remaking, but rehashing some ideas and incorporating it into a unique way. Because that's the only way that I can see them moving forward outside of just like 
literally progressing the the timeline of Hyrule to start incorporating more modern elements to it like but something that fits into their own like world their own diagram their own whatever the fuck it, they want to call yeah. it um but yeah no i like what i see so far same I, i'm really excited about the idea about like touching uh, islands from below and then using an ability that allows you to like seep up into the top of the island i thought that shit was pretty fucking cool um it's dope yeah yeah no i'm excited for it i'm excited for it and then the uh the game and watch i already pre-ordered that too i thought that was a pretty nifty <laughs> did you? yeah i did Dude, that game and watch looks dope and you have to pay for it like if you reserve it at best buy or gamestop best buy usually does the whole pay in full gamestop usually it's just like 10 bucks but since it's considered mm-hmm. a console quote unquote console it's uh you have to pay full price for it now because it's only 50 bucks but yeah no i already pre-ordered it right i talked to my my friend at gamestop and i was just like yo are you got orders he's like yep and i was like boom here's the money let's go um it's a <laughs> novelty item it's a novelty item and people were just like well it's already available on the switch and like emulation and like blah 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 blah. it's a novelty item you don't have to get it if yep. you don't want to it's just there right. it's an option <laughs> i got the game i feel like if there was the mario one so i was if just there like, was yeah. If there was any game and watch I would buy, this would be the one. Yeah. No, there's actually so, value involved with this one, and that's what I like mm-hmm. about it. Like, there's not just one game on there. They have, what, four different games? They have Link's mm-hmm. Awakening, Zelda 1 and 2, and that little spinoff, little yeah, hammer. Yeah, actual game and watch, Zelda. but it has, like, mm-hmm. Link's face yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah, they even advertise the clock. Like They, yeah. <laughs> they have different clock functions <laughs> on there. So they're, like, trying to sell it on functionality and not just collectability, which is nice because they didn't have to do that. Uh, I mean, with the Mario game, they literally threw one game on there and was like, here, buy yeah. this because you know you will. <laughs> but this time they were like, hey, we're going to put more on here because, heck, I wasn't planning on buying that Mario game and watch, and I ended up buying it yeah. and I think, <laughs> because, I think, once again, it's a novelty item. Yeah, and I think what it comes down to is honestly because it became one of those things where you can find the Mario Game & Watch still right now. It wasn't like an item that sold out, and I think you could actually find mm-hmm. it on Amazon for like $30 right now. Um, mm-hmm. So they're like, let's put more value into this product now. Let's give it a little bit more. Right. So, no, I agree with it. I'm excited for it. I'm glad they didn't jump the price up because I was kind of worried about that. I was like, wait, they put more games on here. Are they going to try to charge 80 (laughs) for it or something? Yeah, right. But I'm glad they stuck with 50. It's it's worth 50 bucks for what it is. Hell yeah. Um, Next up on my list, I've got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, I... When I first saw this, I thought that this was going to be DLC for Marvel's Avengers. And Marvel's Avengers has been a fucking train wreck. And I sat there with uh, Chris and Graham. And I'm just like, is this this good? Do you think this is good? Like, I'm kind of on the fence here. And he was just like, and Chris is just like, no, I I think that this is pretty dope. Like, I like the soundtrack. I like the 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 vibe that everything has. They're definitely going more aligned to the the comic book, uh, Guardian of the Galaxies storyline. Um, I, I I mean, I'm not a comic book fan. I'm not a Marvel fan to say the least. But I think that if I were to get into any of the like the Marvel storyline video games, Guardians of the Galaxies. Of might be the one i'm just not fully convinced on the actual gameplay thing because it's like you have two twin pistols 
and you can punch things. <laughs> and then you've got the whole Mass Effect, uh, let me tell my partner what to do for a moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, is that enough for me to like jump the gun and actually buy it? You know, yeah. it's not I like mean, you're getting to choose which character you play in the middle of the match. It's just, eh. It's been done before. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the only thing I will say about it, it looks like they put a lot more heart into it than they did with Avengers. That's for yeah. sure. Like, it looks like people, a team actually tried to make this game appealing in different ways. Um, and it, it's it's a it's a single, what is it, a standalone game? Like, it's not a, you know, uh, freaking... What is it? What do they call those games where you have to pay stuff, pay to play type games? You know, like how they did Avengers, where you have to. What is what is that called? Why can't I think of the name of it? Yeah, I know like, exactly. What you know, you're Destiny. Sorry. Um, the, the type yeah. of games as service. Games as a service. There we go. That's what I was looking okay, for. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a games as a service, which is a great step in the right direction for that team. <laughs> it's like make a game, but kind of like Jedi. You know, um, Jedi. What what is it? Um. um the the Jedi game that EA just came EA came Fallen out with Order? that was just single player Fallen yeah uh, yeah Fallen Order I think it's what it called Jedi the F- yeah Fallen yeah. Order yeah Jedi Fallen Order that one that game did well and they didn't have to make it a games as a service so I guess you know they're doing the same thing with the Marvel game is they're like you know what let's let's try this single player thing out and see if people actually you know pick it up without it having to be a service game yeah so and I think that allowed them to be a little more creative with it. So, yeah, I think, but yeah, that's I, my take on it. I think, uh, like you, GT, like you said, it's been done before. Um, when I first saw it and like the, the action and the gameplay and the decision making, I was like, this is Mass Effect. That's all I was <laughs> thinking. I was like, this is Mass Effect mm-hmm. with Guardians of the Galaxy in it, which isn't essentially a bad thing. Um, but it's something that I'm just like, eh, I'm not going to be picking it up anytime soon. Most likely I'll play Same. it when it's, free on like the playstation plus or (laughs) game pass or something you know what i mean like that's when i'm gonna right i'm gonna sell on steam or something yeah not a day one for me either no no no. i i I think i said on stream like this is going to be great when i pick it up in the the bargain dumpster like (laughs) five dollar special that's what i'm looking for yeah yeah um does anyone have any any other uh, hot items before I continue with my list? Uh, the one thing I want to talk about uh, <laughs> that really, I mean, because it was the beginning, it was the beginning of the E three presentation. I guess Geoff, uh, what's his name? Geoff Keeley, is that his name? Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley. Don't feel bad. I've made the same mistake before. I had Scotty <laughs> on. I said Geoff uh, Keeley yeah. or some shit like that, and he was just Nobody like Jeff Keeley, right. you fucking animal. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Nobody gets his name right. Yeah, Jeff Keeley, I guess, decided to do his like own E3 that was brought to you by like Amazon and all this stuff and like yeah, blah, blah, it, blah. It, it's the same thing that he's been doing ever since he left. Um, I think he left E3 since he left E3 See, and started doing the Summer of Games. And that's the thing is that like I could have sworn he left E3 last year. So this was to me was like, oh, this is new, right? This is new, right? Like this is his like new baby. Like I had no idea. I mean. He did leave last year, I believe. Oh, then. And then after that, he did Summer of Games. Oh, so that's why it still feels kind of fresh and everything. So this is the second year of Summer yeah. of Games, technically. So yeah, like last new. year, he was just like, we're doing something every single fucking day. There you go. And then there was no news. <laughs> and he was just like, this year, he's just like, we're doing it for like one month, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so 
Koji, he gets Kojima on there. Him and Kojima start talking. Hideo Kojima. And then they show this Death Stranding uh, director's cut trailer. And I'm like wigging the fuck out. Because everything that he's showing, I'm like, there's a lot of Metal Gear references in here. Like, Kojima, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Like, what are you, from the box, mm-hmm. the oranges, the scene, like everything that was there. The soldiers moving around. And I'm like, what is he teasing? And then at the end, it's just like, oh, it's a director's cut. Like, blah, 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 blah. But then, as we get into it later on in the story, apparently there might be more to it. But uh, yes. I, I wanted to talk about that because Death Stranding is a game that I picked up day one. I bought the collector's edition with the little baby in the little spaceship thingy. Um, I bought. The- oh, you got, you got the fucking alien baby. I got the nice. alien baby. And not, not only that, not only did I get the alien baby thing, I got a broken alien baby thingy. Okay, Aww. yeah, I got a bro, and I was so pissed off, and I was just like, I should have known, like this is the way things are gonna go with this game for me because it just and it, it just it became a whole different thing for me. But I bought the PS4 Pro Death Stranding Limited Edition. Like I was like all in because it's a Hideo Kojima game. Like blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. I played about like six hours of it, and I'm just like, I don't get this game. It's not. It's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's not Metal Gear. No, it's it's something completely different. And then I've never touched it again. And now he's coming out with a director's Damn. cut, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna because it's stupid, man. Anytime Kojima releases something, I just like supporting the man. And I hate myself for it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, man. That kind of reminds me of that skit from uh, the Chappelle show with uh, Rick James, where he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't remember grinding my feet in, in Charlie Murphy's couch. <laughs> what are you couch, talking about? I got more sense than that. <laughs> Actually, I remember grinding my feet. <laughs> he's like, I'll like, never do just, something absurd like that. Come yourself. on now. Yeah, I remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like you're gonna, I, I, you hated the game though, but you're gonna buy the next one. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I'm gonna buy it. I just like that's what I was telling people. I was just like, yep, I'm gonna. It's and and I have a story too. I have a story with uh, some of my pickups that I got going on. But yeah, no, uh, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Uh, and pretty much, honestly, uh, the uh, Stranger of Paradise is another thing that I want to talk about. But I'll get to that. Okay, yeah, I'll get to that in my week, so we can talk about it now. It, it doesn't matter. To me. I. I'm fine with talking about it now because my opinion of Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is that it looks like <laughs> dumb. It is it is dumb. You have you have so I have to kill chaos. Okay. Nice backstory. <laughs> I'm just here to fuck shit up made, and kill chaos. It created memes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with that trailer. Now, mind you. I have been super excited about the idea of a Dark Souls Final Fantasy game. And apparently they grabbed the guys that did Neo. It's Koei Tecmo all up in that shit. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, Neo is a great fucking series. Um, I'm here for it. And then you just have Mr. Fucking Kill Chaos. Uh, you have Wooly Magma, Jack. the super okay. best friend. His name's Jack. <laughs> that's fine and then you have woolly madden of the super best friends just there as emotional support <laughs> while you have this little pipsqueak motherfucker just egging jack on and he's like kill chaos kill fucking chaos let's do it <laughs> let's i did not it. play the demo chat see, I, I did not I play the demo. the demo see and that's what i'm saying like to me to me mm-hmm. that was the interesting thing because like i you know i'm not a souls guy 
I, I'm not a Souls guy by any means. Yeah. I have Sekiro, I have yeah. Neo, I have Demon Souls, I have Bloodborne, and I've yet to actually give any... Demon Souls was like the only one that I actually gave some full like time and attention to, which I gotta go back to, by the way. But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. So seeing Stranger of Paradise, I'm like, man, this actually looks pretty cool. And I'm over here just like, I like where this is going. I like these characters. I like where chaos and all this stuff, like blah, blah, blah. And then I turn to the internet and they're like, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is happening? And and I'm just like, it like the memes, it looks like a PlayStation 2 game. Uh, Nomura is ruining the series and all this stuff. Like, what is that armor that Jack is wearing? And I'm like, guys. It's just a shirt. It's just a shirt. <laughs> okay. So, so then it's like. It's just a dude with a t-shirt and jeans. So then, once again. You got to have a goth club and just decided, yo, kill chaos. Dude. So then that's what, that was my thing. My thing was that like, I was just like, okay, the people are talking all this shit, like la la la. The demo's available on the PlayStation 5. I've got a PlayStation 5. Let's put it to use. I downloaded the demo and I played it. And I feel like every single complaint, if not every single complaint that people were talking about gets fixed immediately by playing the demo. Your armor, really? your armor changes when you get new armor. It's not just the shirt. You get colors. Okay. You know, I was like, the game plays good. The characters running around helping you out are actually helping you out. The story is pretty cool. Like, I was like, oh, man, I'm invested in this. The quality of life improvements, one of the biggest things that I always complained about with Demon Souls when I was playing it is like, I hate that I get stuck at an enemy and there's no progress going on with here. No, I got stuck at an enemy in, in uh, Stranger of Paradise and I kept leveling up. It's just like, oh, yeah, we know you died, but you're leveling up. We know you died, but you're leveling up. You can keep going. You can keep doing that grind where I'm just going to, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, I, one way or another, I'm winning this fight. <laughs> like, like I'm going to keep on doing and failing so, and going hold and on, failing. Hold on. Wait. Are you saying that Stranger of Paradise is good? I thought it was great. I like their battle system. You can switch from like a sword wielder to a mage instantly. You can have two different types of armor at once. It's too, like... I was like, holy shit. Like, not the game I was expecting, but I'm really glad I played the demo. It will be a day one for me. It'll you be a what? day I'm one for so me. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you like the game. And the reason I say that is because not every game needs to take itself extremely seriously, especially with like, you know, because people get really, really sensitive about like their favorite series, like Final Fantasy and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And people were probably expecting it to look something like, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake in terms of, like, graphics. Because I'm not going to lie, I, I haven't played either of the games, but um, I wasn't all that impressed with the graphics. But as far as gameplay goes, it looked like it could be fun. You know, once again, it's one of those things that have been done before, but it definitely looks like it could be fun. And I'm glad that you definitely find fun in the game. I found it you know, very that's, fun. That's, that's all that matters. And you yeah. played the demo, so you have that right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't say anything about it. All I can do is laugh with the people making fun of the memes yeah. or making the memes right. out of it. But I've never played it, so I have no idea. I've definitely had my fair share of games that I've loved that no one else, you know, enjoys or likes. So right on, man. Yeah. That's that's all I got on Stranger Paradise. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> Chat saying uh, Maximilian Dude was just like, oh, this is Neo with just Final Fantasy skin. Have you played any Dark Souls, Demon Souls, whatever? They're all the same game. And I'm okay with that. I, I'm I'm fine saying like, okay, this is just X game with 
these elements and i i'll play the shit out of that if i if the gameplay is good i don't give a shit so i'm hoping i'm i'm going to download the demo tomorrow and i'm going to take your word for it and i'm going to try it out try it out there there you you go. Go. i'm going to try it yeah. out yep um Oh. I've I've still got go ahead go go for it maybe okay we have so this else. is like slightly a topic but it goes back to kind of Nintendo so one thing I was really excited about the whole Nintendo conference is the fact that they're bringing IPs back so that for me restored my faith in the company because I felt like they weren't going to start doing that like they weren't going to bring other series back so it's like all right the money they're making from the Switch they're actually putting it into older IPs that they've been kind of neglecting and. You know, it makes me it makes me start to wonder, like, man, what else are they going to bring back? Because once again, Advance Wars is one of those games that no one really verbally or like tweeting about it and and, you know, all over the, you know, on top of the mountain being like, oh, my God, we need another Advance Wars games. It was always in the back mm -hmm. of people's minds. They're just like, man, I sure would like Advance Wars to be on the Switch. That would be freaking great. Yeah. You know, and the fact right. that like out of nowhere it's freaking here and i feel like the same thing might happen with f-zero the same thing might happen with um you know any of their other series that they haven't brought back so that's just something i got from nintendo's conferences it's like man i feel like i'm back in like 2003 here yeah. <laughs> like they're just they're bringing WarioWare is back freaking mm -hmm. advance wars is back cruising is back like oh yeah that's seriously like that though <laughs> yeah man Corey like Corey's in the chat, just like, don't do that. Don't cheat, do. Cheat, don't give me hope. <laughs> but it's true, though. dude. I, <laughs> I am right true. there with you. If you're talking about F Zero, I want that game. So I don't care if it's just F Zero GX remake. I want F Zero back. It, it's yeah. literally the best mm -hmm. like type of game for that series. Like it's the best type of that game there is. Like Wipeout is just not the same. And I really hope they bring back F Zero. Bring it back, Nintendo, please. Bring it back. Well, yeah. We'll see. I'm there for it, man. Dude, I will know that we're at like the apex of like old school Nintendo when they bring back a Paper Mario that actually plays like the Thousand Year Door. Ooh, yeah. Like that's that's what I want. Like, like I love Mario's. me some some F Zero too. But I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of many IPs that are dead that I just don't think about. Star Fox. And I honestly didn't think about Advance Wars for a while because there's been a lot of really good indie titles that have been scratching that itch for me. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, Babylon's Fall from Square Enix. Not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Uh, Babylon's Fall, I originally thought that it was going to be like these these big heavy knights and they were going for that like that, that looter shooter or not necessarily looter but i guess you could say looter slasher thing that um fuck what was that game that recently came out i don't remember what it was godfall i don't remember mm. who the developers for godfall was it it might have been the same people who were doing fucking um randy pitchford gearbox i don't know if it's the same thing anyway uh, I was not expecting the whole fucking, uh, we're, we have masquerade and wearing like fancy French clothes and we're just floating around with all these items and weapons surrounding me. And I'm just like, that, that image is not what I wanted, what I was expecting. I, I was looking for something a little bit. I was expecting a little bit something more like Dark Souls, and I got Vagrant Story, I guess you can say. Like, the game aesthetics looks like 
you know, it would come out of Evil East, but it would be like Vagrant Story for the PS1 if you guys ever played it. Um, and like, I'm still on the fence with it, but I'm just like, okay, but I, I guess I can go ahead and give this a shot. So to say, I'll be honest. Um, I have no idea what game you're talking about. No, yeah, uh, so, isn't that the one by Platinum Games? Yes, so Platinum okay. Games and Square Enix are teaming up to do uh, a fucking looter slasher, I guess you can say, um, called Babylon's Fall. And the original trailer, it was very vague. It was like, like there was no gameplay shown off, but there was like art that was made. And I'm like, that's really good art. I'm excited to see what the finished product actually turns out to be. And when they showed off some of the gameplay footage, I'm like... <laughs> what is what is this what is what is this you've shattered my head cannon and now i don't give a shit like what am i supposed to do with this yeah and i think another thing too is like <laughs> what what makes people like especially upset about that game is like people really want to see freaking um whatchamacallum um god why can't i think of the name bayonetta <laughs> Like, do yeah. you want to see Bayonetta? <laughs> Why are yeah, they working been, on this crap? <laughs> I, I I want Bayonetta too. Yeah, I, I like want to see where that Bayonetta even three more. goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like the thing is, is that Platinum has grown. It, it's it's grown substantially. Uh, we we saw that with everything that was going on with the crowdfunding uh, campaign for the Wonderful One Hundred One. So they can handle multiple games at once. Like I'm just like. It's been four years. You're going to go on to a fifth year without any news about Bayo 3. At some point, you have to sit there and go, if it doesn't show up this year, it never existed in the first place. You know what I, know? You know what I mean? Like It was kind of like where I was going with Elden Ring before it got announced uh, or got revealed at this year's E3. And I'm just like, if Elden 3 doesn't show up, it never existed in the first place because we've heard nothing absolutely nothing and even nintendo or fucking platinum haven't said a fucking word about bayo 3 since it was announced at the fucking switch press conference so i don't know i, I have no fucking clue yeah. yeah hopefully they're working on it i mean yeah, that's almost, all we can really hope for at I, this rate. I, um i've never been the biggest bayonetta fan i played the first one and that's about it mm -hmm. and i was like i never finished it i was like all right cool um. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. I it, if it comes out great, <laughs> if it comes out great, the first one I feel like me personally, I don't think that the first one is super good. Uh, but the second one is phenomenal. The second Bayonetta yeah. is is worth like looking back to and and playing and checking it out. Um, and it's on the Switch now, so you have no excuse but to try yeah. it out if it's available to you and if you want to try. I, just, I think that Bayo 2 is, is very, very good. Bayo 1, eh, not so much. I have Bayo um, 1, but I haven't played it either. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, uh, this is a lot of the stuff that was from the Microsoft um, press conference. And out of, out of all the press conferences, I think the strongest contenders were Nintendo and Microsoft, rightfully so. Oh, with ease. Uh, I did think... I think that the the idea that pretty much everything that they showed off was going to be available day one on Game Pass, which is like definitely a strong reason to go pick up fucking Game Pass. Um, but as far as the games that 
were highlighted. Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. That game speaks to my Russian roots. And I've been really getting into like the whole horror aesthetic uh, games. Uh, I didn't play the first Stalker, but Stalker 2 looks looks halfway decent. Uh, Battlefield 2042 lets you fight a tornado. I thought that was cool. Uh, but <laughs> that outside trailer of that, looked fun, dude. And I the trailer looked games. insane. That and they were just like, like so much fun, dude. <laughs> 128 people in a single match. Oh, that's bro. Nuts. That is that freaking shit is nonsense. Crazy. Uh, I would just watch that. Yeah. I would watch people play. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it just day. looks insane. Insane. The, the only other game that ever got close to that many players was Mag. And I was talking to about that with Scotty during the uh, the press conference. And he was just like, yeah, Mag seemed to be really cool. But there was a lot of things that was held back because of the limitations of the hardware. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that the idea is really novel and it's dope. And I'm glad to see, uh, 2042 take it to the next level. Um, it's, it's fucking sick. Fight the tornado, dude. Fight the tornado. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm into that. I like the fact that like there are multiple games that are bringing mm-hmm. like natural disasters into play, which I mean, that makes the gameplay dynamic. You know, you never can see the same thing happen twice. I mean, this is going off of like, you know, the action games, but like Forza Horizon Five, there's like dust storms in there. So I wonder, like, what else are they gonna have? You know, because with Forza Horizon yeah. Five or Four, they had seasons. So I wonder what or is that the thing with this game now? Is like natural disasters in Mexico? Like, what's what's happening with that man? That was I, such I'm a tease. Pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty interested in the Forza Horizon Five demo that they that they showed up or the showcase that they had. It just looked like a lot of really dumb, stupid fun. Let's just oh, let's man. just go drive around for a bit. Dude, that's what Horizon is. That is exactly what Horizon fucking, is. Like, but the thing is, it's like I'm I'm good at like arcade racers. That is a simulation. Like you, that's that's like I've seen people like make entire kits for Forza. Or for like racing games, and I'm just like, bro, that that's just like too fucking real. <laughs> like, if you wanna, if you didn't have a Lambo and you wanted to race in a Lambo, you could just put like what you would have had as a down payment and fucking just make your home computer rig for that <laughs> shit. Like racing chair, wheel, fucking five monitors all around that's you. Like, I always thought that that shit. That. They really do. Was super <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah, the the home racing rigs are super crazy. Like even I was talking to Corey about this months ago, but like there are these guys on Facebook Gaming that have like the big trucker simulation rig, and they oh, just got snap. the whole fucking thing. And I'm like, bro, that is so cool. Oh, that shit is so fucking cool. But I just can't. I can't think of the idea of sitting behind your computer for eight hours at a time just delivering shit to walmart like i can't i can't do that shit. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, it's like flight simulator man yeah, they, they're, pra- yeah. they're practicing man that's where we're gonna end up going eventually it's just like virtual big rig drivers and yeah like, i'm, I'm here for my cdl license okay <laughs> bet yeah i'm practicing for my cdl i'm just like you spent eight thousand dollars to practice for your cdl yeah, yeah oh, fuck man. it okay whatever <laughs> for that one specific game but no, nah, Horizon's stupid fun, man. I, I really do like the whole natural disaster aspect of it. And I mean, like you were saying, like 
Microsoft really did bring a lot, like especially with that whole. I have Game Pass. I don't even have an Xbox. <laughs> I have a PC, <laughs> but it's still appealing. Like it's still appealing. There's still games on there. There are games that there's games on there that made me get Game Pass. So the fact that I can just be like, you know what, I'll download this. It's not costing mm-hmm. me anything. You know, it's just whatever the price ten dollars, fifteen dollars a month. You know, might right. as well download it. Try it. If I don't like it, I can uninstall it. Simple as that. No money lost. It takes like five months to pay for one game and one, you know, with the Game Pass subscription. So, solely worth it. It's yeah. it's stupid good right now. I was telling people. I was telling people that I was just like, ah. Uh, once again, I'm happy for people that were excited for Microsoft. To me, it's just like I'm at a point where I guess you can call me a Microsoft or Xbox hater, just because there's nothing that I appeals used to, be. to me. Yeah, there's like nothing. I used to own an Xbox One and like I used to play Halo and Gears of War and stuff like that. But those days are just like long gone. And one of the reasons why it's because like it was like soured for me. It was like spoiled, I guess you could say, for me because of a friend mm-hmm. who's just a like, very toxic, toxic Xbox person. And uh, so now I'm just like, yeah, like I don't I don't care for it. I don't want anything about that or anything like that. You know what I mean? So with like Gears of War, I'm like, I'm over it. Halo. I'm over it. I like racing games. I've never really tried Forza. So I'm like... Oh, man. Yeah, I'm Dude, like... you eh? owe it to yourself. If you even remotely like racing games, so, download Horizon 4. It is phenomenal dude and that's what i was being told today i was told that we were hanging around uh on somber's chat we we're hanging out in his chat when we were talking about it and um forza 5 was brought up like this this and that and they're like dude you should try out forza 4 so i do have the game pass because of my laptop it's a gaming laptop and all that stuff blah blah blah, blah. so yeah i guess i gotta try it out but i'm not holding my breath for it either <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a different breed like if you were ever into the gran turismo series you would love Forza because everything, everything that Gran Turismo was, Forza is and more. And like people yeah, have been no, sitting I'm, there I'm, like saying, "Hey, when is Gran Turismo gonna come out and fucking show up these fucking Forza boys? Dude, What's up?" And like I'm Forza in the same boat because I think, that, yeah, For, Forza is the future. I'm hoping that Gran Turismo can come back and like do some crazy ass shit because that is like the original racing simulation. And if you don't like if you don't like fucking GT like Gran Turismo, I would I would have I like a hard time tracks. thinking like that you GT. would like Forza. <laughs> no, not that GT. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? But a, yeah. It's no. funny cuz like with um with Forza, it kind of takes me back to Gran Turismo like Gran Turismo 2 had two discs. It had simulation mode and it had arcade mode. I feel like Forza has taken that to the extreme because you have mm-hmm. Forza Horizon, which is like the arcade mode of the Forza series, and then you have Forza Motorsport, which is basically the simulation mode of the game. So if you just want to go balls to the wall and go crazy, Horizon is for you. You know, you want to take a freaking, you know, multi-million dollar car and just drive Smash all over the place up. and just destroy everything and like and the thing i like about it too is like horizon is not you just you don't just get in a car and go race people you have these little mini missions that you do for people and like you can be a taxi you can have they have this mode that like where it where it uh, pays homage to like past racing games like outrun and and freaking project gotham racing and stuff like that like little modes like that give the game so much appeal and they're always adding to it because people are always playing it. And I play Horizon on single player mode. I don't even play with people. So, and the fact that I still get so much fun out of it speaks volumes. Boat. Yeah, it speaks Fuck volumes. 
But, uh, man, dude, quit playing and play Horizon 4. <laughs> well, I'll make sure I'm not I play an Xbox fanboy. I'll make sure I play for I'm you. so not an Xbox fanboy. Like, I, I actually died out of Xbox when my 360 red ringed. I was pissed because I'm like, why did my console die for no reason? I don't want another Xbox after this. But Game Pass is what kind of rekindled my relationship with Microsoft, to be honest, because it, it's so cheap that it's just so hard to not see the value in that. Like, truly, it, it's very like, I mean, there's there's like three games I play on Game Pass and it's still worth keeping the subscription for. Yeah. So I get that. I get that. Definitely rounding out everything Microsoft related before I hit like the last grouping that I'm keeping track of. Um, but Diablo 2 Resurrected looks pretty sick. Um, Diuden Chronicle 100 Heroes. I knew I was just like, this has to be related to Suikoden. Uh, Iuden Chronicle is the, the JRPG that they were showing off very briefly. Um, but it, it, it was just like, yo, this, this just like, you, like the screams sweet coding and lo and behold, I was looking it up and it's like, yes, this is by the same developers who worked on sweet in one and two, that game looks fucking great. I'm just upset that it's been pushed to 2023. Um, and That's then a beyond time. that, a plague's tale requiem, it looks interesting. I don't know if you've guys played a plague's tale. Um, it I've is, seen a lot of it. I've seen a lot. It, of it is and... very much like a story game. You're not like doing a whole lot. Any sort of combat that does take place comes in the form of you controlling rats and shit like that. Um, the the game is very good. It's 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 a movie game, but it's very very good. Um, but if you've played the game and you understand the story, seeing Requiem looks like they were just like, okay, we did all right with like the cinematic shit, but we now we have to start doing more of the action orientated stuff so like you see uh the main character with a like a crossbow and shit i'm just like what are you doing with that crossbow who who, who are you playing on shooting like what's <laughs> what's going on like if you understand the story of, of like how everything was going on i'm just like why why things are you getting doing cranked that? up like I, things are getting <laughs> cranked up but i'm just like it should be over y'all are free y'all don't have to deal with this bullshit no more no i'm i'm just okay I, I mean, that I'm gives you interest to be like, what is going on? Let me play this. <laughs> what is right. happening? I just remember the game looking gorgeous at that because I never played it. But I just remember like, I think that first game was kind of considered an indie title. Like it wasn't really, you know, a big budget game, but it looked like a big budget game. And so now yes. that like, yeah. And the fact that Microsoft yes. is throwing money at it. It's like, man, what are they going to do now? It's going to be gorgeous once they actually show the real game. I'm not convinced that it's just Microsoft. Because, like, A Plague's Tale came out on PS4 as well. That's the version that I have. Ah, so unless they, like, okay. fucking stole it from Sony, <laughs> I'm just like... I wouldn't doubt okay. it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt okay. it, Okay, I mean, they got They're that fucking money where they can just be like, yo, make shit for me, bitch. Just, exactly. Just do it. <laughs> um... I've got nothing else to say really about Microsoft. If anyone's wondering why I didn't say anything about Halo, um, moving on. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. As I'm far excited as, for Halo. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's cool that they're doing the battle royale thing, but I mean, that's to me that feels like more of a footnote, and they just took it a, a footnote and they extended it for fucking ever. 
Yes, it's cool that they're doing free-to-play multiplayer. Yes, it's cool that they're doing a battle royale. Um, neat. Where is Halo Infinite? That's that's all I have to say. Where is Craig? I want to see Craig's face. That's all I want. Yeah, um, I, I think they're stepping in the right direction, though. They're 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 being strategic now. I'm glad it looks better. Like that's one thing that mm-hmm. was pretty important to me because it looked like doo doo when I first saw it. I'm like, what is this? But now it looks good, and I'm okay with that. So, listen, <laughs> they're listening to us. Yeah. Uh. My last little thing that I care about was the stuff coming from Ubisoft. Um, I think that Rocksmith Plus looks cool. Um, but if you know what you're doing with the original Rocksmith, you don't really need it. Um, so Rocksmith Plus is sort of a um, subscription service. And you're able to, you know, buy your games and learn how to play guitar or buy your songs and learn how to play guitar and shit like that. At your own um, pace. <laughs> at your own pace yeah. which has always been the thing about rocksmith but i've been i had been using rocksmith quite like on and off but I, I was using it frequently from like 2014 when i first learned about it to i want to say up until last year when i kind of like slowed down and stopped playing my guitar as much um but in 2017 2018 there is a mod for the for rocksmith the original marks rocksmith on pc and you're able to go on a, a website. I think the website's called Custom Forge. And you can have people who's like, hey, I want to learn how to play this song. Can someone get the song in the tab and convert it into a file that Rocksmith will identify? And they're just like, I got you, bro. And they'll go through, they'll break it down like at different uh, skill levels and everything. They'll play the entire fucking song. And I thought that that shit was, was fucking cool. Um... If Rocksmith Plus is trying to do the same thing, like, I, I would be like, what's the benefit for me getting Rocksmith Plus when I can already get the ga- the songs that I want to learn, especially, like, the really niche things. Like, I listen to a lot of Tech Death or Black and Death Metal or Black Metal or Math Rock or whatever, like, all the crazy bullshit. You're going to teach me how to play fucking The Eagles uh hotel california and i just don't give a shit like you're you're gonna teach me how to play wonderwall who fucking doesn't know how to play wonderwall so i'm just like i think that there is a lot of um potential for this but mm, not yet not now i have to wait until like the the song roster really builds up because you're just going to get a, a whole lot of, like, licensed crap. You're going to teach me how to play Imagine Dragons. And, like, they've had only, like, one song with a guitar in it for the last six years. So I don't see the point. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it definitely, uh, I think it definitely caters to a, a certain group of uh, musicians or aspiring musicians. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, where you're coming from. Where you're, like, the songs that you want to learn are definitely not going to be on there. So what's the point type of thing? Right. But if you're, like, trying to get, like, right. somebody who's, like, well, I want to learn how to play the guitar. And this seems to be the way to go about it. Interactive. Like, blah, 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 blah. Then, sure, why not? But other than that, yeah, this product isn't for you. Yeah, no. I and, like the and fact and that they're still doing it. that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and that was something that, like, me and some of my friends were wondering. I was just like, where is the next Rocksmith for the consoles? I'm just like, Rocksmith is a great tool, a great learning asset. Because, like, while Rocksmith had come out, there was, like, other internet services that were trying to do what Rocksmith was doing. And I forget the name of it. 
Um, but it like they were just okay. It was kind of like the same thing, but with less functionality. And they're trying to make a subscription service out of it. And I'm just like, man, where is the next Rocksmith? And we didn't hear anything. Lo and behold, here it fucking is. And it's okay. I hope that it gets better. But for right now, it's okay. Not to knock it. If you could find the original Rocksmith for console or whatever, and you, or even on PC, uh, do it. Because they've got some really great tutorials to teach you how to do some of the techniques uh, from really, really basic to, like, I still can't do fucking um, arpeggios, like, like, really fast arpeggio scales, where they're just, like... Uh, Sweet picking, that's what the fuck it's called. So you've got like a lick that goes from one end of the, the neck to the other in like a combined like five, six fret type thing. And like a lot of people are just like, and you got to go back and forth. But you're all you're doing is moving your hand back and forth once. It's not like you're individually picking each one. That's so fucking hard to do. But Rocksmith has a really good tutorial on how to teach you that and all the other nonsense that it's got. Yeah, um, and then how much is the game itself? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a lot cheaper than, you know, having to get cheap. personal like, lessons and all this craziness. So, yeah, no, I'm all for it, man. If it can teach people a new skill set, then through a video game, I mean, it's great. It's 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. See, that's that's it's yeah. 30 bucks on Steam right now. So go go fucking get that shit. <laughs> um, so besides that, Mario and Rabbits spark a hope i love the first one i don't give a shit let's play the second one you know what i really i've been i've never been interested in that series at all but like everybody is talking about how great it is i'm like you know what hasn't it been on sale in the switch it's so good it's It's so fucking i gotta try it now actually it's piqued my interest now that i think about it uh gt it is on sale for like the next two days because i've i've been looking at some of the titles on there you would probably enjoy because it is technically a tactics game it's a tactics game. yeah yeah Yeah. i've I've never played that type because it's more of a real-time strategy right Kind of like XCOM. No, no, no. Or it's, not, it's it's turn based. It's turn. Oh, it's straight up turn based. It's it's straight up turn based, dude. This was oh, and well, it's like if you've ever played XCOM, then you'll like fucking rabbits. Whatever the fuck it's called, I don't even know the fucking name. Yeah, so I've never rabbits played XCOM, one. but I just uh, know what that no, game is like. So it's like it's hmm. it's really great. It's got a lot of personality. I have always been a fan of the fucking rabbit series. Like I don't give a shit what anyone else fucking says that series is fucking great with all the mini games and you you hit the rabbits and shit like that i love that shit yeah. see that's what turns uh, me off is the the rabbits <laughs> they look ridiculous it's, it's stupid they <laughs> look ridiculous they I, act dude. ridiculous yeah i don't that's care i i can't wait for that it's, but a fun game is a fun game man yeah i mean a fun game I, I is a fun that. game oh it's ten dollars holy hell it's ten dollars yeah, for go just buy the that basic shit. one and then if you want like the the one that has like the DLC, it's like three packs of DLC. It's like twenty dollars, I think. So. Oh, I'm going with that ten dollar one for now, because I want to try it. That's the thing. I want to try it, see if I like it. But it's been getting so okay. much hype lately, and for ten bucks, you can't beat that shit. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't beat ten dollars. And you uh, can't the last thing I give a shit that. about is Far Cry Six. Never played a Far Cry game. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I've never played. I've never played on a Far Cry. Yeah, I yeah. can't speak on Far Cry. Yeah, the only Far Cry game, and you can hate me for it, Chris, if you want, 
The only okay. Far Cry game I've played is Far Cry Three Blood Dragon because the fucking eighties. No, that's a great game. That game, that, that game, game that's it. So, it's stupid. Yeah. It's fucking dumb, but it's still a great. And game. I guess they're re re releasing it. So I'm looking yes. forward to that. Like, there's yeah. there's something that they're doing with with I don't know if they're doing a new Blood Dragon to fit in in line with like the gameplay elements of six, uh, because Far Cry Three is what Blood Dragon was originally connected to. Um, which to this day, Far Cry 3 is still my favorite one. The reason why I like the Far Cry series so much is that I love the villains. The villains is what make Far Cry 3 had a dope Far Cry games. And like the, the character that you're constantly going up against Voss is not even the main antagonist. And that's like my biggest shortfall when it comes to Far Cry 3. Um, but even beyond that, every single main villain for the Far Cry games have been fantastic. Far Cry 5, the same thing. Like, I love going around fucking country-ass Montana <laughs> and fighting and fighting the Joseph brothers or the Joseph family and shit like that. And the ending is insane. The ending is absolutely insane. Uh, I can't, I can't fucking, like, uh, I don't want to spoil it because I think, like, the, 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 the ending for that game is so like critical in when you're playing the rest of it, because it, it's just like a slap in the fucking face. Um, but fucking far cry four also great. Uh, I can't wait for far cry six. It's got uh, Giancarlo Esposito <laughs> dude. Fucking like I loved, I loved him in fucking uh, what's what's that one series called? Breaking Bad. Not the Mandalorian, although in the Mandalorian, yes, uh, Breaking Bad. Thank you. Oh God, uh, he's just great everything that Bad. he's done in in any of the the series that I've seen, phenomenal. I can't wait to see what he does in Far Cry Six. Yeah, no, I think that wait. that that aspect of it's going to be incredible. I need to catch up. Because there's, I, I keep buying these Far Cry games because they end up being dirt cheap. <laughs> but the only one I almost beat was the very first game. <laughs> the first it's changed one? a lot. I, yeah, I haven't played one. Far Cry one and two because I heard that they're drastically different. Oh, they are. The they're totally the different. Mm-hmm. Like they, they are. They're not as story centric. Like there's, there's obviously a story, um, but like some of the minor characters in the far cry games like make the reappearance that were in far cry one and two like this the crazy cia operative that shows up in every single game is just like uh bonkers he's just absolutely fucking bonkers but apparently he has uh a lot of callbacks from uh far cry one and two so i gotta eventually play the first two games uh I want to replay any one of the current Far Cry games because they're all just fucking good. What was the, which one was uh, the one where they were like prehistoric times? So that's oh, Far Cry Primal. Oh, Primal! That was like and a spinoff, I didn't though, right? play that. It was it's a not spinoff. One of the ones. Yeah, it it's it's a spinoff. I don't know if that one's good. I I own it and I've just never played it. So. Yeah, really I think Far Cry kind of had the Assassin's Creed effect on me. There were just too many coming out too right. quickly <laughs> and i was just like i don't even uh, okay <laughs> like i couldn't get i couldn't catch up yeah speaking of assassin's creed i need to fucking catch up on those because i refuse to play valhalla until i play the other three games that i miss i miss syndicate fuck four i miss rogue 
I missed Jeez. Origins and Odyssey. Yeah. And I'm just apparently like, that's Odyssey already is like, like the best one. Like people Odyssey is apparently rant, really good. about Odyssey. Yeah. Odyssey is really good. Um they say that Origins is also like really fucking kick ass as well. Uh Syndicate, not so much. Rogue is good for lore. I like Syndicate. Um, but you like Syndicate? I, like, I mean I was I'm I was a, a I was an Assassin's Creed fan. Like I played them mm-hmm. religiously. I have an Assassin's Creed tattoo. Like I have an action figure of myself in Assassin's Creed clothes. That's like when I used to go to E3 and I went to a Ubisoft oh, party. It was like wild. But yeah, um, after Syndicate, I remember I picked up Origins and then I just never played it. And it just sat there. And then Odyssey came out. Origins? And then Valhalla came out and I was just I like, hear, well, <laughs> I fell off. <laughs> Origins, from what I hear, is like very different, but it's still a very good game. Where I fell off was Unity. Because I had just got done playing Black Flag, which is my favorite in the series. And then I went to go play Unity. I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) What did you do to my baby? Mm. He was bad. I don't know. They bit off a little more than they could chew with that one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Unity gets a lot of hate from a lot of different angles. Like being, tell me, tell me that you like Unity. I liked it, and I never had any issues with it too. And I never had any issues with it too. Like I never had any of the the major glitches or anything like that. I really enjoyed it, and as a bonus, because I had bought it, uh, I remember that like they, Ubisoft was just like, "We're giving out free game vouchers because we did a terrible job at Unity. We're not giving you your money back, but we're gonna go ahead and give you a game voucher." And it was either Far Cry or The Crew, and I went with The Crew. <laughs> The crew is a good game. <laughs> so no, it's all positive. If you like the thoughts. crew, you'll love Horizon, man. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all positive thoughts with uh with uh Unity for me. Very well. All right. Uh, does anyone else have anything that they're excited about from E3? Because we've been talking about this for for an hour and a half. Yeah, E3. <laughs> dude. E- this was. You know, it's funny. A lot of people were saying that this year's E3 was lackluster. <sighs> this is something I made a point of. It's like. I would much rather see Nintendo and Microsoft kill it at E3 than Microsoft and Nintendo bomb at E3 and then all the other companies kill it. So I think they killed it. I think this was a really entertaining E3 if you can just kind of forget about all the other crap you watched. Because like one of the most disappointing conferences for me was freaking Capcom. And I know like a lot of people feel differently about it because I didn't watch them all. I didn't watch every one of them. I've mm-hmm. heard that Gearbox was atrocious as well. But uh, yeah, Capcom, yeah, Capcom pissed me off, dude. I was like, this is just, they have, this, this is nothing, nothing at all. Like literally nothing. So here's and the thing. Go for go it. Go ahead. Finish it. Fin- okay. <laughs> no, I was just going to be pissed more, but go for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Still mad. Got it. Here's the thing. They telegraphed exactly what it was that they were planning on doing. They were just like, we don't have any crazy news. We're 30 minutes. We don't have any crazy news to deliver to you. I was waiting for something about Street Fighter. And they were just like, we don't have any crazy news. They They showed off the exact same thing. So it was at Microsoft and at Nintendo. And they were just like, they freaking Ta-da! showed like 15 minutes of gameplay for that freaking Phoenix Wright spinoff game. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, that was this? dumb. <laughs> this was the worst. Like, who the hell? I would have been cringing at the Capcom headquarters just being like, whose idea was this? 
who the hell did this? Really? Nobody wants to watch someone make decisions in a they freaking probably graphic novel game. For, they probably paid for a slot like almost a year ago. And then they then COVID happened and they were just like, fuck, we have nothing to show Jeez. for it. I was just like, hey, man, uh, what's the deal with the final DLC character? Because, like, I'm willing to say it's Kyo Kusanagi of, of fucking uh, King of Fighters, you know, because there's been like ever since like the that fighting game uh, developer roundtable, everyone's been talking about crossovers like Biken is alluded to be <laughs> a fucking secret character or a new character coming out for Sam's show. Uh, fucking there, there's like talk of like one of the street fighter characters coming to guilty gear strive. Like they were hiding who the, the fifth character of season five street fighter is going to be. I'm just like, dude, they did have crossovers though. At the Capcom conference, they, they decided to cross over with themselves. Monster Hunter, and <laughs> monster Hunter world. Yeah, they crossed true. over that. <laughs> they literally <laughs> said it was a crossover and they crossed over themselves. Yes. That's when yes. I checked out. I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm done. Yes. No, I, I, think, I <laughs> think it was one of those things where I was just like, look, Capcom, I get that you want to be part of the show, but you really didn't have anything like to show. Nothing. Like everything that you talked about, we already knew, including the release dates. And to me, what I thought was but funny. Resident Evil Village has DLC coming that's now, fine. guys. That's fine. And, oh, no, and then they go about that, it. But, that but, couldn't but the, just have been like a news article. It, the way they went about it. The most requested DLC in history type of shit. And you're like, dude, come on, hold on. The game just came out about a month ago. Relax. Relax. First and foremost, nobody's like requesting all this DLC. And then second was like the segue that they did with the great Ace Attorney. It's just like, you see what it looks like. Now let's just see. Now we know you want to see how it plays. It's like, look, we know how it plays. I'm an Ace Attorney fan. I know how it plays and I don't want to watch this. Like, I was expecting... I, I, I understand they gave us a layout. I understand they told us what they were going to talk about. But at E3... You expect the little surprises and even a tease of something. And they just said, like, this was a bad date. Like, this was a bad date. Like, just we knew what we were getting into. We still went for it. And in the end, we're like, well, here we are. <laughs> Thanks. We tried, y'all. Yeah. We tried. Thanks. <laughs> okay. That was awful. I, I was very disappointed with Capcom's conference. Crapcom. <laughs> that's what it was for, for that 30 was. minutes just for that 30 minutes don't get me wrong capcom has been doing phenomenal but man they should not have come to e3 they yeah, should have they should have said never mind and, and i know there was somebody <laughs> somebody online was starting to say that the reason why square enix and capcom didn't show off a lot is because supposedly most of it is being held off for the playstation conference or direct or whatever the hell they call oh yeah it. i heard that rumor yeah uh, i could believe that Honestly, I think that if if Sony is trying to fight back Microsoft with all the shit that they've been coming out, uh, that there's probably some some information being withheld. I think that would be pretty cool. Does yeah, anyone know when the, the, the Sony press conference's state of play is supposed to be? Or? No idea. I have no idea. No idea? Oh, well. Anyway. Uh, if you've got no more saved rounds, that's all I got for fucking E3. We can go into weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm good with going into weeks. Go for it. Neat. Uh, GT, this is your turn. Woo! You're the guest. You get to be first. What have you been up to? Oh, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> <spot>. <laughs> that. 
Uh, oh. So, I mean, honestly, I haven't been up to much other than just work, man. Like, streaming has been kind of put on the back burner for me, sadly. Um, I've only been streaming, like, maybe two or three times a week on the weekends. Um, I modded a GameCube. That was great. Hey. <laughs> what so, kind of mod? Yeah, that was something that I had put on the back burner for a really long time. But I finally decided one night, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. But it's basically... Um, I can't remember the name of that chip, but there's a chip that you can put on the that you can solder to the bottom of the main board and make mm-hmm. it to where um, it's region free. So now it's region free. Oh. You can play, you know, Japanese games and American games. And um, I also installed a way for you to be. Able- yeah, there you go. Zeno is um, Zenji, of course. He he actually coached me while I was working on it. So shout nice. out to him. But um, yeah, I was also I made it to where you can play games off an SD card as well with a boot disc that uh, iron chef actually provided but it's a switch it's called a uh, swiss boot, boot disc basically so now you can just play a bunch of gamecube games off an sd card so oh, nice. through an actual gamecube itself you and i need so, to talk it's pretty gnarly <laughs> you and i need to talk <laughs> pretty gnarly. and I, it plays might, backup I games might. you can actually play burnt disc yeah. it seems to be like the trend I, that's I happening might. a lot lately with a lot of like the gamecube the playstation 2s the xboxes the dreamcast mm. is to go that route of installing that yeah with being sd able cards to play them off the uh, sd cards yeah yeah i mean one of the main reasons why is because people are worried about their lasers dying so why not go ahead and just make it to where you can just boot them right off an sd card that's going to last way longer it's it's another way to kind of preserve your games too yeah so yeah that's something that i i've got to start looking into because like i haven't had any uh hardware failures just yet um but i was talking with my insurance company about like covering the games and they were just like the one thing that we're not going to cover is hardware we'll cover the software because the software is expected to last years um but i need to start converting my my games into isos and fucking try finding alternatives ways to to play these games and that was the one thing that i was noticing about the saturn and the dreamcast is the mode system that they have where you just take the disk drive out and you put in the hard drive and it it's like you're actually booting the game because it's the the original bios that it's exactly off of. mm-hmm. and it's like technically the original hardware there's it's an fpga so yeah yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. You and I are gonna have a it's, chat. I might have you do work for me. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I hey, I'm all for it, man. <laughs> I freaking love. I'm, I've gotten into modding so much, man. I love it. I'd find any excuse to mod anything. Yeah. So, yeah. There it is. Hell but yeah. other than that, man, that's that's pretty much been it. I've been playing Bomberman Tournament on Game Boy Advance. I'm still teriyaki stuck chicken. on Game Boy Advance <laughs> games. Dude, <laughs> teriyaki, <laughs> teriyaki chicken, yes. Teriyaki beef, but yeah. I always call it chicken. It's just funner to call it chicken, it is. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, just, I love playing Game Boy Advance games. Advance Wars! There you go. <laughs> I, I love Bomberman Tournament. I, I love that game. It's so fucking much. It's surprisingly good. I wasn't expecting to like good. it as much as I like it. What about you, Eddie? What have you been up to? Uh, I've gone crazy. Is what's happened. Yeah, I've gone crazy these last two weeks. Uh, basically, Bubsy. it's it, it, I don't even know where to begin. Like, yeah, GT has an idea because we were talking about it on his Discord uh, about Bubsy and all that stuff. Um, what makes it even more grander or whatever is that I've kind of connected Metal Gear, Bubsy, and then Duke Nukem all together. 
and I don't care what anybody says, it's fucking canon, okay? And the reason why I said that is that I, I finished <laughs> Metal Gear. I finished my Metal Gear arc. I We went through all the games. Uh-huh. We did the tier list. We did Rising and everything. It was fantastic. Oh, I missed the tier list. I didn't yeah, see that. Uh, I, need, I need to go back and see that. Yeah, we, we did everything, and it was great. Like and So after that, my original intention was that I was like, I'm going to play Doom. I was like, I'm going to start playing Doom. I'm going to start playing the Doom series, like this and this and that. But I was like, you know what? I want something just like out there. I want something completely different. And Upside Down Matt has been telling me and been lobbying for, dude, you got to play Bubsy 3D. Dude, you have to play Bubsy 3D. He like brought you it really up don't. every single time. Like you have to play Bubsy 3D. So this man does not have your best interests in mind. I played nope. Bubsy 3D. Reminds <laughs> me of somebody. <laughs> I played Bubsy 3D, and it was one of those things where I was just like, well, it makes sense. It's connected to the Metal Gear uh, series because he has a little uh-huh. exclamation mark. The exclamation mark, you know, is synonymous with Metal Gear. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm like going through this whole thing. And the thing that fascinates me the most is there's people out there that talk so much shit about Super Mario 64 being a terrible platformer. No, 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 no. Bubsy Who 3D. the fuck says that? Who these people? Bubsy who, no, no. Rewind. Fuck what you have to say. Who, the, who is people, saying? There is people that hate Super Mario 64 and say that Sunshine is the better people. game and Galaxy is the one that took it over the top. But I'm like, look, if you haven't played Bubsy 3D, you have no say in what Super Mario 64 is. <laughs> Because they both came out the same year. They were both de- in development at the same Bubsy time. Bubsy 3D came out, I believe, before Super Mario yeah. 64 came No, it out. was after. It was a couple of months after. I think it's like April was Super Mario 64, and then like November or October was Bubsy 3D. But it, it goes into this whole thing. I'm not going to get really into like the whole situation, but Bubsy 3D... But and- boys, don't you know it won the Gold X Award? <laughs> oh my god. Dude... <laughs> Bubsy 3D, like the developers of this game, went on to make Siphon mm-hmm. Filter. Siphon yeah, Filter. Yeah, Siphon Filter. Who in turn is... They made Siphon Filter? Yes. yes. That is nuts. They made Siphon Filter. Not only that, that team is still active right now with the latest game being Days Gone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It, they, they, started, saw, they, they, they made this and said, we made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. We need a career change. It, it was. It, it looks it, like. Yeah. It became this whole thing. That game thing. legit looks like something. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, GT. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say that game looks like if, if there was a 3D version of Microsoft Paint, that is what this engine is. Dude, it is a definitely <laughs> like, a product of the 90s. You could see that where most of the money went into the FMVs that they had on there. Needless to say, it became one of those things where like I was playing and I was just like, yeah, it's a terrible game. It's got terrible controls and whatnot. And as I kept going, <laughs> I kept progressing. And then eventually it became an obsession. And I'm like, I can't let this game beat me because I'm so close to the end. And one of the final stages is called Escape. I guess the bad guys are called Woolies. Like Wooly, like Wooly Bullies or whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. And, From the other games, and the yeah. episodes, the names, the names of the games are like puns on their own. Like this one's Bubsy 3D Forbidden Planet, a take on yes. Forbidden Planet. So all yes. the episodes on there are like some cat-like pun and whatnot. And there's an episode in there called Escape from Wule. And I'm like, oh boy, Escape from Wule. 
which happens to be Snake Plissken, Snake Plissken, who happens to be the inspiration for Solid Snake. They're fucking connected. Yeah. They're fucking connected. I don't care what you say. They're connected. This is the connection that Bubsy and Metal Gear have. I'm playing Bubsy and I finally get to the end and I didn't realize that apparently there's two different endings and I got the bad ending and I'm not making this up. All right. With no intention, with no intention before going into doom, I said, I want to play a game that I'm comfortable with that I'm familiar with. So after Bubsy, I'm going to play Duke Nukem 3d Bubsy's story. His ending that I got was he didn't have enough rocket parts to make it back to earth. So he got stuck somewhere between Saturn and Uranus. It's not a fucking joke. This is legit the story they're telling. So the aliens happily invade Earth. <laughs> I fire up Duke Nukem, which happens to have aliens invading Earth. And I'm like, there's only one person to stop him. It's Duke Nukem, because Bubsy's not there. This all makes sense. I've gone crazy. I have this freaking respect and efficient, I don't even know, affection for Bubsy, a dumb cat that I never knew about <laughs> until now, you know? Oh, Lord. So, yeah, I've gone crazy is what's ended up happening. You are play, crazy. Play, play I don't Bubsy know what to tell too. you. Yeah, Bubsy. Play Bubsy, too. Well, we're going to go right into the pickups because I bought Bubsy Paws on Fire for the Switch. I fucking hate you. If I could hate you to death right now, I would. I bought Bob, Bob, Bubsy Paws on Fire. The I, I don't know edition. what to say. It, dude. It, I don't know what to say. I, dude, what tripped me out is that it comes with apparently a CD sampler, which I thought was the original soundtrack. And it's actually one of those like little mini discs, like a GameCube disc. And I'm like, what? See? See? GT? There you go. Who are the two people I got here? Like, what, what the fuck is this shit? Bubsy fans. I'm sorry. No, no, I don't know hold what on. To say Eddie, like you, 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 you don't know. All right, you have an excuse. GT, you know better. <laughs> Do I know? Do I? Have you seen you the games I've played? <laughs> have you this seen? This isn't what fucking I've been garbage day. Yeah. Garbage at fucking Doctor O's. Yeah. All oh, right, man. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Bubsy. So yeah, no, but th- that's that's what I've been doing this week. It's just been going crazy over Bubsy. I bought Bubsy Paws on Fire, which I'm going to eventually play. Um, the other pickups that I got uh, this week, I picked up Sense, my copy of Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story, came in today. I got okay. that PlayAsia limited edition uh, one. I, on a deal, picked up Cyberpunk 2077 because it was $20 at Best Buy. It has a free PS5 upgrade. Um, came with a steel book, and I don't plan on playing this till I get the PS5 upgrade. So, that's that. And uh, the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, <laughs> I got that from PlayAsia too. So nice. Yeah, those. That's is that is that a Hong Kong or like an Asia exclusive? Or yeah, it's like, through PlayAsia. It's through PlayAsia. It? You can't get it here in the states. So if you want a physical, so copy, is that the is that the Hong Kong version? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need to I need to look into getting that. Yeah, so I got that. And then other than that, um I been going across my or through my indie titles. I apparently have over okay. 50 plus indie titles that I haven't touched or just minimally graced through them. Um and it was funny because we were talking about Metroid earlier on today and how I'm not a Metroidvania fan and all this stuff blah 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 blah. 
And I was laughing because uh, there was one game in particular there that I was just like, this is just Metroid, but it's cute and I like it. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm no, I don't want to play it because it's Metroid. Like right off the back, I was like, it's Metroid. It's exactly like Metroid, but it's cute, and I want to play it. And that's Gato Roboto. Like I don't know if you guys have heard of that one, Gato Roboto. I think I've heard it's, of it. It's basically Metroid. The captain of the ship is going to a lost planet or forbidden planet or whatever, and he gets stuck in the spaceship. He can't get out, but the cat his pet cat manages to get outside into the planet and now you're playing as the cat so you i would play the fuck out yeah, of this so you're going around exploring <laughs> this metroid i would play the fuck out of this you see yeah. this shit oh that looks awesome it's it's, dude, it's got like game boy graphics yeah, it's it's all black and white I- it's all black and white and then what ends up happening is the cat goes to like the lab area and there's a suit that he can jump in or it can jump in because i don't know if it's a he or she cat I know, Kitty. I got you. <laughs> and uh, he ends up, or the, the cat ends up going into the suit and basically becomes Samus. And instead of the little roll ball that Samus can become when you find the little narrow areas, you jump out of the suit and as the cat walk around and find the little So it's kind of like, it's kind of like Metroid meets Earthworm Jim. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know if the same people who made Minute made this game. It's published by Digital Dissolver. I don't see who the, the developer is. Jen. Hmm. But yeah, so I've been going through my list of games. I have a bunch of games that I can play that I'm looking forward to. I'll be taking a shift uh, a, ch- a shift change in the direction my streams are going. And I'll be including a lot more indies and not just retro and modern games but it's gonna look forward to it Hell I gotta yeah. feed my cat nice so that's dude. me this week <laughs> <laughs> dope dope good ass shit guys uh as far as what i've been doing um scrub wars is now in full swing yet again we've started our guilty gear strive uh league um the first week uh week that we had was two weeks ago we did the tournament the joint tournament with um ninja deuce and Corey bliss um that was that was a a decent showing there was a lot of really tough competitors uh we brought everyone out there uh, and the way that scrub wars is is working for guilty gear strive as far as the league is concerned is that um we have a championship i guess you could say coming towards the end and we're hoping we're gonna have a minimum of like a 600 dollars prize pool but we're hoping to, to get at least a thousand so that way we build a lot of hype for it. We can get like have payouts, like substantial payouts for everyone in top eight. It's a 16 week league. And if we partner with somebody, then whatever, however you do at that event, at that tournament, you get points to your total score. There's a minimum of 700 in order to make it to like the fucking championship or whatever, like our final bracket. But we're also going to have a qualifier where one person can compete if they didn't make it into the championship, whether by points or if they just never showed up. And you can fight for a spot in the championship, just one, because it's a it's a large pool. It's a, it's a thousand dollars. I'm just like, look, I understand that people have uh, lives and they can't dedicate 
time to play every single week on a Friday night. I, I understand the people who got families and shit like that. So there's your opportunity. You're one night out of the, the next four months to get this shit done. It was really good. A lot of fun. They fixed the lobbies for the most part. They, they've got minor connection issues that they need to, to fucking figure out. But outside of that, Guilty Gear Strive is just a fantastic fucking game. I'm very happy with it. I'm glad that a lot of people are having fun with it. The rollback is saving fighting games. That's all I got to say. But no crossplay. Uh, no crossplay <laughs> yet with, with uh, PC and PlayStation platform. You can blame fucking Sony for that. The <laughs> cocksuckers. Um... Besides that, my own personal, I've been playing a lot of fucking Guilty Gear Strive anyway. I finally made it to the top floor. So your boy is fighting to be a contender to go to heaven. Heaven is is uh, is like the, where the VIPs go, and I'm trying to be a VIP. Heaven. Um, nice. The Lord. Yeah. The Lord. Um, besides that, the only other game that I've really been playing for the last two weeks that we've been gone is a game called Ender Lilies. I know that I talked about it a little bit. It's a Metroidvania um, and it is just absolutely fantastic. If if I I did a review on it on Megavision, so if you really want to get my full thoughts about it, d- go read what I wrote on Megavisions. I'm actually planning on doing a video review for Ender Lilies. I put Katana Zero on the back burner. We still got a lot of the footage from Katana Zero. We're planning on revisiting that shit and, and doing more with it. Um, but I'm just very inspired at the moment that's really the best way that i can put it i'm very inspired by this game that i want to go the next step it is it is metroidvania meets dark souls and it is a brutal like tragic game it is gorgeous it is absolutely phenomenal um i i if i talk about it now it's going to take away from the review that i've done so you just gotta you gotta roll with it. Chat saying with Soul Bad Guy being broken, right? I don't want to fucking hear anything about me playing Soul Bad Guy in Guilty Gear. I've been playing Soul Bad Guy for the last twenty fucking years. Y'all can eat a dick and be mad that you guys suck. All right, give me this one chance. Tell me how you really feel. Have you tried blocking? Have you tried oh, blocking? Man. That's all I gotta say. It doesn't matter. The far slash is plus two. Okay, close slash is plus three. Fafnir is plus eleven. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. All right. When he gets nerfed, <laughs> if he gets nerfed, I'm gonna still play the motherfucker. Okay. Come, come see me in stride. <laughs> Let's just say that. Come fucking see me, chat. Oh man. Anyway, I've been sitting, I've been sitting on fucking uh, Fantasy Star Online Two New Genesis. I've been really meaning to play that. I was supposed to play it this weekend, but I just haven't had the chance because today is Father's Day, and I've been out with my family. And then tomorrow is my birthday. What? So I've had a lot of crazy shit that's going on. Thank you. I'm going to be 32. So, youngin. One step closer to the grave. That's all I got to (laughs) say. You're such a youngin. That's about how how fucking excited I am about that. Anyway, that's about it. Um, Is there any saved rounds? I say that we take a break for a little bit. Yes. It works for me. Go piss, go get water. And then we'll sure. be back with the news. So we will we will catch you guys later. All right. I guess we're back. I gotta, I gotta let this one go away. This that song is I was jamming dope. so hard. That song is fucking dope. <laughs> I love this playlist. That, that playlist so is much. one of the best playlists that I've that has been shared to me.
And I'm glad that I got to share yep. it with you because it's it's some really, really good music. Yeah, so I was into if it. Anyone, <laughs> if anyone wants to, to search for on fucking uh, Spotify, there's a playlist called Japanese Retro Funk. Eddie shared this with me months ago, and it is a near daily listen. It is super fucking good. I'm super literally adding good. that to my playlist as we speak. Can we get that in the Discord? Yo, fucking yes. Somehow, yes, absolutely. Fucking, it is amazing. And Eddie, this is something that I that I didn't get a chance to like share with you, but like through that, I started searching old like 70s and 80s uh, Japanese music yeah. from that time. Um, and unfortunately I can't remember her name right now. Um, but she, she does a song called plastic love. Maria? In fact, I'm going to, Maria gonna... Takeuchi. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been going through all of her older stuff, yeah. bro. It is so fucking good. Did you know? It is so fucking good. Here's a little interesting tidbit about that. Uh, Maria Takeuchi. It's one of the few songs that is, uh, apparently DMCA. Uh, or like you can get copywritten or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not because of her or the song itself. It's because of the cover. The album cover is like not credited to the correct person. And he filed like a copyright suit on it. Wow, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So go check out the discord. Uh, there's a link in the, in, in there in one of the music channels over there. It, it is phenomenal. It's one of the best things that I've ever fucking heard in my goddamn life. I'm All right. So, Eddie, lead us through what could possibly be a Castlevania Advanced Collection. Yes, the Castlevania Advanced Collection pops up on Australian ratings boards, uh, according to GameSpot. Uh, basically, what it comes down to is there was a listing on there if an Australian classification board rating system is anything to go on, it appears Castlevania's Game Boy Advance entries are going to find a home on new systems. The Castlevania Advance Collection has been rated for a multi-platform launch, and the list of developers should have fans very, very excited. Um, as the article progresses, I think it's basically just... The, the gist of it is Netflix ended the Castlevania series recently. There seems to be like this new boom and resurgence... The Castlevania, the Castlevania, uh, what is it, collection that they released not too long ago that they're doing, that Limited Run is doing a physical of, is mm-hmm. selling, it's pre-ordering really well. The game itself sold well already. So it only makes sense for them to release the Advanced Collection, the Castlevania Advanced Collection on there as well. Uh, we'll see. I'm excited for it because I know I missed a lot of the Game Boy Advance. There's a, I haven't played any of the Game Boy Advance Castlevania ones. And I hear there's some of the best on there, um, including Circle of the Moon and Harmony of Dissonance um, on there. So Dissidence. I think GT, you have a little bit more uh, experience with the Castlevania Game Boy Advance games. Dude, I played every single one of them on stream back to back to back. To back to back to back, <laughs> nice. like I played Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, Area of Sorrow, um, Castlevania DS, uh, the what, what was the next one? Portrait of Ruin, and then the last one, which was Order of Ecclesia, which was very very difficult. But the fact that they are finally giving these games a collection excites the hell out of me because seriously, these are some of the best Castlevania games ever. Like. Period. Like, people love Symphony of the Night a ton, but seriously, these games are amazing. 
but yeah, no, I'm I'm really hoping this is true. And the fact that it's going to be available on multiple consoles is even more exciting, like because more people will be exposed to it. Because I mean, even though they came out with um, you know the the spiritual sequel to the Castlevania the the Castlevania Metroidvania style games, it'll be great if like this sold well and Konami decided. You know, hey, let's do a let's let's do another one, a real one again. Mm. You know, we can always dream and game. hope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I feel like that's what they do with these collections. It's like they see if they sell well because they want to see if people are still interested, and then maybe they'll make a sequel or or something or something or other. Right, and, and I, I agree with that. It's just one of those things. Um, as the article basically points out too, that we haven't gotten any information on any brand new Castlevania games since Lord of the Sha- since Lords of Shadow two, and that's been a approximately about like seven years ago since that castle right. and that's technically the last castlevania game that we got everything else has been basically like bloodstained curse of the moon or any you know variant of like the indie games that we talk about all the time um so yeah with the netflix wrapping up and you know the the series and then them saying that we're still going to continue with it it's just like why not strike while the iron is hot and release these games and they're going to sell i mean what was i think the collection was only like 20 bucks originally for it uh, for the original Castlevania Legacy one, or the uh, mm-hmm. Castlevania collection that came out was only $20. So I can see this very well being like another $20, bucks. and I'm, I'm going to pick it up. I'm excited for it. I hope it does happen. I hope it's true, and I will pick it up twice, like I did on the PlayStation and the Switch, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'll get a physical copy of it, too, once Limited Run gets a, a chance at it, so... Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I'll probably double dip on this one too, to be yeah. honest, because these ga- these games mean a lot to me. So I would double dip on them. No joke. No joke. See, see, my issue with the whole uh, Konami Castlevania and even everything that was going on with that. A few years ago, they released a a poll asking their fans, and this is this is after they pretty much like dropped everything. I want to say this is back in 2017, 2016, 2017, where they were just like, "Hey, what series do you guys want to see?" You know, what series do you guys want to see make a comeback? And they were doing everything from Contra to Sparkster to Castlevania, obviously. Oh, Sparkster. Uh, and they were just like, hey, what do you what do you what do you guys want to see from us? And they never did anything with it. And yes, like chat was saying, Konami has seemingly lost interest in really pursuing uh game development. And I think they tried incorporating those ips and those games into like smaller scale like the phone game like the the game that was on mobile because they just recent like within the last year they closed up a mobile game that was like like a no shit like halfway decent castlevania game for a mobile game you know it, it was what it was but they were just like this isn't making enough money for us just can it you know they came out with that contra game within the last year that was so poorly received because it was just like you didn't oh, even try what is it called the, the one with the fucking panda yeah i don't know what it's called Ro- Ro- but it, they had a panda Ro- as and the only reason <clears throat> is that why, what it was dude, the only reason why i know is because like i said i was going through the nintendo eShop deals and that game is on the eShop right now for two dollars it's 90 percent off <laughs> bro and i'm like <laughs> i'm still not buying it Bro. I'm still not buying it. I'm like, nope. I do, I do not oh, want it. No. I had completely forgotten about it, and it popped up. And then I was like, let me look up the trailer. And I saw the pen, and I was like, yeah, I remember now. Nope. No, thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat that I think Konami, that, you know, they should, like, there's certain developers that I think that they just need to license out their IPs. 
Like, Sega is a big one. I think that they have not done anything positive with the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise that Sonic Team needs to fucking hold that one near and dear to their fucking heart. Like, no, you need to you need to let that go. Let someone else fucking take the reins on it. Um, but Castlevania has gotten so much hype over the years, and it's gotten confirmed that they're coming out with a new season for a new spinoff season for the Castlevania anime. You know, I want more Castlevania. Castlevania is is awesome. That's a, that's just call, basically call me, that I could put it down to. It's one of my favorite series. Yeah, call me old fashioned, but what I really want is if they decide to make a game based off the the Netflix series, mm-hmm. make it a make it a, an actual Vania style game with classic two D artwork. I'm telling you, that's the only thing I didn't like too much about Bloodstain is I wasn't a big fan of that 3D style, like mm-hmm. the whole 2.5D look. I want high-res, beautiful 2D art yeah. because that's the one thing about the advanced Castlevania series and the DS series. They had wonderful art with amazing animation, and they could totally pull that off. Like, even go, like, the freaking cell-shaded route or something, you know? Go the Guilty Gear route with it. Make a 2D game out of that graphical style. I would freaking love it because then it would be closely tied to the anime. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I want to see. I've had this conversation with uh, Chris and Corey multiple times. And it becomes one of those things where, like, I never understood why when they come out with these games, they always revert back to, like, the 8-bit and the 16-bit. I get the nostalgia factor, but we're at a different time now. With better technology where you can use those graphics and chips and processors or whatever to make high definition sprites and beautiful backgrounds. So why not? It just, yeah. No, I, I, Streets of Rage is a perfect example, dude. Somber mentioned it. Streets of, Rage, Streets of Rage is a perfect example. People were really not too fond of the art style initially. But then when people got their hands on the game and played it, everyone fell in love yeah. with it. So, yeah, I don't man. know why you don't have to feed. Yeah, you don't have to feed nostalgia with eight and sixteen bit. You could totally mm. shed new light on older IPs, and you right. see it too. You see it with some of the indie titles too that they come out and they're making it like uh, what was it like? Shovel Knight is one that like sticks out. Is I think that's a very beautiful looking game. It doesn't go too far back. It finds like that perfect medium where it's just like, hey, we got these high definition sprites and we're gonna make it look good. And it plays great. So, no, yeah, I'm all on board for stuff like that. No doubt. Right on. All right. So if that's all we got for the Advanced Collection, I've got a rabbit hole to go down. Oh, the rabbit hole. (laughs) Does anyone know what the game Abandoned is? I know of it now. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, you know of it now. (laughs) I know of it now, yeah. So there is a sort of conspiracy or ARG, I guess you could say, like, that Hideo Kojima is involved with this game here, Abandoned. Uh, I got my information from Reddit and Young Yeah, and they just pretty much bullet point it straight down. I'm going to try to go through this as fast as I can, because this shit is like two pages long. It's a rabbit hole and for sure. It, it's, it's a bit of a rabbit hole. Chat says that Kojima is a hack. Um... <laughs> I've got opinions. <laughs> I I I sit on the fence with that one, but like there there is reason to uh to feel that way. I get it. I get it 100%. So, 
there is this company called Blue Box Game Studios who is coming out with a new indie title called Abandon. Abandon is a horror game where it's like you're running around the woods and there's not really much else that's shown or talked about it in their trailer. It's um it you hear a woman like going into like there's like some crazy uh fucking religious undertones and like she's an angry fucking chick and like there's there's crazy ass shit that's going on apparently it's a very low budget like they must have been using like really low end mics i guess you could say not like you're using a headset but like something like this and then like letting that fucking yeah it's made to seem it's like it's a low budget trailer from like an it's an indie game yeah it's an indie game right well abandoned got a feature on the playstation blog right here this is back april 7th 2021 right uh what about this the game director for this game uh at the game director from blue box studios is a mr hassan karaman okay first things that people were getting into about this is that hassan karaman is the same initials as hideo kojima hk the second thing that people started doing is that they started going into, like, the meaning of these names. Karaman, translated from Turkish into English, is hero. Hideo translates into English as hero. Hideo translates from Japanese to Turkish as Karaman. Yeah. So there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of allegories and shit that's being thrown around saying, like, this, is, this, is, this has to be a fucking Hideo Kojima fucking thing the thing is uh, is that kojima dude kojima has <laughs> but you the thing is here's the thing know. you don't even know this Jesus is just Christ. the tip of the iceberg i was telling chris when we were talking about this earlier that i had heard about this i had seen it pop up on so many feeds i didn't look into it until he told me that he was gonna look into it or we were gonna discuss the story so i started watching the video and i'm just like good God, man, like, what, like, (laughs) keep going, Chris, keep doing your thing, man. Okay, so here's the thing, Kojima has done this before, when PT was coming out, he said that he was like some, I don't remember what the nationality of the studio was supposed to be, but he called himself uh, Joachim Morgren. That was that was for when Phantom Pain was coming yeah. out. They were saying like, "Oh, Kojima has no like really a lot of input on that." A uh, Yoheim or Yokim Morgren was the one who was directing Phantom Pain. Yokim is an anagram for fucking Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's done the whole fucking uh, let me let me change my persona and like have a stand-in. It's like he's doing the whole MF Doom thing where MF Doom doesn't want to put himself out there, so he'll have someone else wear the mask and go perform. As you're lip syncing, it's, it's like some stupid ass shit like that. Uh, so this Hassan Karaman, you can find him on PSN. Uh, his gamer tag is Sneaky Warrior, which people are saying that that is a reference to Solid Snake himself because he is a tactical espionage, uh, mercenary, wet work guy, whatever. Uh, Hassan Karaman is verified on PSN which is exclusive to prominent developers. Like the only way that you can be verified on the PlayStation Network is that you have to be working on major projects with Sony Studios as it's believed to be or major third title uh, partners and developers and shit like that. Blue Box Game Studios is based in the Netherlands. 
Kojima Productions recently partnered with Guerrilla Games to create the Decima Engine, which is named after an island in Japan called Dejima Island that the Dutch and Japanese use for trade. They spent, I believe, the last year developing this new engine specifically for PS5, right? It, there, there, there's more stupid bullshit with this. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like the big thing about this blog right here. And uh, I think this is a little thing about Joachim Morgren. It's stupid. Then they released this tweet here. Uh, Blue Box Game Studios released, guess the name, abandoned equaled, in parentheses, first letter S, last letter L. Reveal closing in PS5 exclusive. What game comes to mind when you hear the first letter is S, the second letter is L, outside of Sacred Citadel? I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of that, the first thing people were saying, Silent Hill. Silent Hill might be coming back. That's what that's what they're saying. All right. I don't know what the fuck Sacred Citadel is, chat. I I have I have no fucking <laughs> I clue. Yeah, I have I'm no not, clue. I just, it's just I so yeah. Keep going, Chris. Keep going. Because I'm. Like, I don't. Yeah. Tr- I don't trust my Twitter feed to click on that because I follow a lot of fucking porn and porn <laughs> actresses and shit like that. This is just a ticking time bomb for me to click on something. Like one of my most liked photos is like I tagged the progressive guys because they did an ad where the white dude is looking up and he's just like, oh, savings are raining. And then right above that was just a pair of titties. So like I can't I can't risk it. I can't go into deeper. But anyway, uh, so fans are thinking back to the PT days. Like we said, how it was originally fashioned as an indie game in the same manner that Abandon was shown. Uh, they started digging into this guy's uh, gameplay history because you can see what players have played recently in the past. Uh, And one of them was a game called Demon Blood. Demon Blood is not available for you to play or for you to buy on the PlayStation Network or the PlayStation Store. So this game is either privated or it's only available to devs to play. The box art to this game called Demon Blood shows a silhouette of a creature called the Siren Head. This is what a siren head looks like. It is created by a Canadian horror artist, Trevor Henderson, and it's very, it's very unique looking. Like, like if you were to look at the outline of this creature, you wouldn't be able to say, oh, this is like very generic. It can be like anything really. No, the silhouette for demon, uh, for demon blood is explicitly a siren, uh, fucking head explicitly. In fact, the box art says siren head, right? So it's just like, it's a one-to-one. People are looking at this and saying that this is a connection to Junji Ito. Because Junji Ito did a piece with Viz Media where he was doing a react video of all the fucking like new school horror art that's coming out. And he explicitly picks out the siren head and was just like, I like that. This is good. I This speaks to me. I want to use more siren head. Junji Ito in the past has confirmed that Hideo Kojima has approached him about doing a video game back when Silent Hill was still a, like was still a thing, like when Silent Hills was uh, in development before he got uh, Del Toro involved. And he didn't go into any more depth outside of that. It was just like, hey, I'm going to have you as a back pocket type deal. Um, just, just please be ready when I fucking call on you. All right. So Junji Ito has connections to fucking kojima in one way or a fucking another right then if 
<laughs> if you counted Hassan Karaman's trophy count at the time, between his bronze, silver, gold, and platinum trophies, it added up to a number 1,238. There is a Silent Hill 4 trailer from 2016 that reads out in its title, Japanese TV commercials, 1,238 Silent Hill 4 The Room. Jesus Christ, yeah. man. <laughs> and, and it just keeps going. It keeps going. It just keeps going. It's not done. Yeah. It's not done. Uh, oh, fucking Hassan Karabin's PSN profile picture <clears throat> is an avatar that says DevCon 21. Fans think that the developer is trying to con the players with this marketing ploy by saying that Abandoned is an indie title. Abandoned, being an indie title, is getting a PlayStation 5 app for trailers and gameplay footage. Not even prominent PlayStation Studio first-party games get their own PlayStation 5 app, let alone an indie title. That's that's like one of the big things where I was just like, why why is an indie game getting a PlayStation 5 app? makes no sense then they came out with another tweet which i can't uh careful now figure it out right here yeah (laughs) seriously careful right uh this one tweet is unavailable it's been taken down that's great very well awesome um yeah so this tweet here says uh oh that was the thing that i read from earlier so after, after they read off the one where they said uh, first letter S, last letter L, they came out with another tweet saying, we wanted to set things straight. We have no relations with Konami. Silent Hill is owned by Konami. We don't have any relations with Hideo Kojima. It was never our intention to tease the name of Silent Hill. We sincerely apologize for this. Right? Came out with that. Hideo Kojima recently tweeted out two horror books on June 9th. The tweet reads, thanks Harper Books, The Silent Wife by Karen Slaughter, the latest in the Will Trent series. The last window was a kidnapping action. There's also Joe Hill's short story, Full Throttle. He's much more interesting in short stories than in long ones. Look forward to both of them. The words Silent and Hill are both in the tweet. <laughs> Konami is releasing new Silent Hill merchandise on their website starting June 17th. Or they tweeted on June 17th that they're releasing more Silent Hill uh, merchandise. Blue Box Game Studio logo is an inverted PlayStation Studio logo. If you look at the Blue Box Game Studio logo and compare it with the PlayStation Studios logo, it is almost a one-for-one inverted. Down to the down to the size, right? Blue Box Game Studios has no legal trademark. People were looking it up, seeing like, okay, where do they come from? Who owns the company? Nothing. There's nothing that legally says that there is a trademark for game blue box game studios. However, it's been, it's, it's been confirmed that it was established on August 12, 2015, exactly one year from the release date of PT, which came out August 12, 2014 blue box game studios. YouTube banner is a picture of a bunch of Hills. Uh, Jeff Keighley. Signal boosted Blue Box Game Studios back in E3 this year. Jeff Keighley is a close friend and a super fan of Hideo Kojima and has worked with Kojima on marketing for other Kojima titles. If Jeff Keighley is involved, which I, I encourage you guys to go look at the uh, the video that he did talking about Abandoned. He looks like he's holding something back the entire time. He's got that big, stupid fucking grin on his face. <laughs> like he knows something is going on. Something like the big grin that 
only Hideo Kojima can bring to his fucking face. That's just the best way that I can put it. All right? So Jeff Keighley is in on this. Hassan Karaman has a YouTube channel called 2727. It links to his uh, PSN account, and people are saying that 2727 is a hint that it goes back to when Silent Hill was officially canceled by Konami on April 27, 2015. Now, is Blue Box Game Studio a new studio? No, because they've been around since 2014, and apparently that they've been working on games since then. Jason Schreier had turned around and says, like, I think this might be bullshit because they've had numerous really weird releases in the past and a failed Kickstarter, one where they were asking for, like, $12,000. They only made 270 But of the games they released, a lot of them were mobile. Some of them tried to be, like, a VR simulator-type bullshit. Uh, they released a game called The Whisperer, a paranormal investigation game for Android. It came out in October of 2019, but footage goes back as far as 2018. It has notable PT vibes. The intention with PT was to make it seem as indie as possible, so they think that they're they're pushing the 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 envelope by trying to make mini indie games for this blue box game studios so that it is as inconspicuous as possible. So when they flip the script and say abandon his fucking Silent Hill, this is the the Silent Hill game that y'all have been waiting for. Everyone can lose their shit. The game logo for The Whisperer, a paranormal investigation game, looks exactly like one of the marketing campaigns they use for Death Stranding. The, the handprint. It's just, boom, Death Stranding. That shit is on there. Games from Blue Box Studio followed the traditional Kojima naming convention. So when they say The Whisperer is a paranormal investigation game, they go back to how Hideo Kojima puts on Metal Gear Solid a Hideo Kojima game or a tactical espionage game. It follows the same fucking style. Hassan Karaman also released a fitness app called GoFitXL. The description reads, personal training, in parentheses, PT programs. And the last thing that they say is that Blue Box Game Studios released another paranormal game on mod.db. Uh, mod called The Lost Tapes, and The Lost Tapes is a track in the Metal Gear Solid 5 soundtrack. That is an insane amount of fucking reaching. And uh, if this is not true... They are reaching for the stars, man. People are going to be <laughs> very disappointed. <clears throat> now, this fucking app that's supposed to be coming out for Abandoned was originally supposed to be released tonight, or today. It got pushed back to the 22nd, and then again, it got pushed back to Friday. So on Friday, we're supposed to be seeing Jeff Keighley's big dumb face with whoever this Hassan Karaman is and showcasing Abandoned. If Hideo Kojima shows the fuck up, this, this would have been some crazy fucking alternate reality game. Like, like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The, uh, this, this shit is nuts. There was one thing I think that you didn't, uh, you didn't talk about right now that I saw in the video with Young Ye is the what was the number that you mentioned for the commercial uh, twelve thousand? So it's it's twelve thousand thirty eight, and he did mention that since then uh, he has earned one more trophy, yeah, going to twelve thousand thirty nine. Yeah. Um. I'm just saying that is a huge coincidence when everybody was gathering all that information. Okay. I'm just saying 
this the, all I can say is that the stars are aligning in a really creepy manner. And I'm not going to bite. I'm I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to dedicate myself to this. But that shit is crazy. <laughs> it's just that shit of, is crazy. The thing about it is it's just like we've seen Kojima do this before. Yeah. We've seen him do it multiple times. He's a times. lying son of a bitch. So to but like this is just so <laughs> elaborate, man. Like who the hell has the time to think of this and actually execute it? And then for know, the man. people that actually sit down and like try to piece things together, Figure I'm like out. Yeah, this is it's not just dude. Man. It's kind of like the same thing when people were figuring out how to beat PT when it first came out because they're yeah. Once you do the last loop of PT, once you go around the house like three or four times, there comes a point where you're stuck and you have to figure out how to get out of the house and then see the end of the trailer. And like they were they were saying they were saying some crazy like you had to start naming people from the Bible. Like there was connections to the Bible, like some Old Testament story, and you have to talk to the fetus. And then yeah. you hear like you have to do like you have to well, count well, to first, like well, fucking all, seven. Uh, GT, did you ever play the PT demo that we're talking about? Did you ever play? I it? did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever I beat totally it? Played it. It was pretty freaking dope. Um, I, I don't think I beat it, but I watched what the ending looked like for it. Yeah. Like what the ending of the trailer or what the ending of the demo looked like. But yeah. that demo was hard to beat. Well, it's because <laughs> it was a, yeah no it was an, there was so yeah. many things that you had to do about and I think there was at one point and I think it's I don't know what method what method was true and what actually worked or not but I remember me and my sister were playing it and then there was a part where we were stuck and we looked it up and they're like oh you're supposed to plug in a headset and talk to the fetus or like yeah. talk to like the phone or something like that and I'm just like you gotta be kidding me this isn't gonna work and sure enough it fucking worked like. I don't know, man. This is just. Apparently, I don't want to get my hopes up, but at the same apparently time, apparently that's bullshit, though. Like you didn't have to talk to the fetus. Yeah. Apparently, apparently that was not a feature. I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, no. That's anyway. Um, if if this is the case, if this is just like one big ARG, then Hideo Kojima is a fucking madman, and I don't know. I, I, I have no I words. Think he's a mad I man have anyway. <laughs> no word. No, no. The man is out of his fucking mind. But I just I have nothing else to say. That's all I can really get to. I have nothing else to say. I saw this and I was just like, no fucking way. Fuck it. Let's go nuts. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. No, but it's intense, man. It's intense. It, that is intense. That it's is intense, crazy. And I, and, I, and I think people are, with the technology, it goes back to everything that we keep on saying, right? Like, there's these IPs that people want to see, and it's just like, and we haven't had anything, like, really recently done, and we would like to see the technology take advantage of that. So, if not now, when? Um, I want it. I would like to see it. I would like it to be, even even if it's not Silent Hills, let it be something Silent Hill-esque. You know what I mean? And if Kojima's Yeah, let it be a it, horror game. Because yeah. Kojima's been wanting to do a horror game forever. Yeah. And if it's Kojima's behind it, I'm going to buy like three or four copies that I probably won't play. But it is what it is. It's neither here nor there. And <laughs> <laughs> be a fucking Amazon worker stuck in Silent Hills. I don't know. It's yeah. stupid. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's all we got for news. The news. The news. Uh, that shit was a fucking trip and a half.
let's yeah, that, go to nice. questions. If you want to ask us questions, join the Discord. The fucking and then you Discord. can ask all. Join the fucking Discord, and you can ask all the questions. We have a lot of questions packed up, and we've saved them just for you, GT, because we knew you would be here, and uh, <laughs> uh, that's why we didn't have a podcast last week. That's not the reason. Questions for Bully? Well, questions for you. Yeah, I mean, like, you're going to answer all of them. All of them you're going to answer. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> starting with number one is Scotty Moe. Uh, that's not the first one. Uh, so this is coming from Corey. I'm lost in the wilderness of California, but Chris and Eddie are, yeah, whatever the fuck. The Scrubverse community has deemed the term Big Dumpy to describe many things on my stream, including myself at some times. What would your hip-hop rap identity be if you started spitting rhymes? Oof. <laughs> For me? <laughs> oh, man. Uh... Can't use game tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Game I should have just said it. I was literally gonna say that. I was gonna try to come up with a way to make game track sound like a rap name. I don't know, man. Um, it's like the, the the initial one I thought of is what like what everyone uses nowadays, which is just throw young in front of it and you're good, <laughs> like young GT or it's young so tracks. True. It's so true. Everything is young. Just just put young in front of it and you're good. <laughs> But what about um, you, Eddie? See, I think like <laughs> it, it's just because like uh, I think this is the route I would go because it's okay. essentially the way I went with Eddie Fuerte is just I would have to go the like the Latino Hispanic rap route, so it would probably be like Big Ed or like Fuerte Punisher. <laughs> I don't know, like Fat Eddie, Fat Big Fuerte, pun? like like Fat Fuerte. <laughs> Like, let's go, you know? There you go. Yeah, like, I think I would go that route. Like, the Fat Joe, like, big pun route. So, if not Big Ed, yeah, I'd be, like, Fat Fuerte. <laughs> nice. Uh, the Scrub Wars community has labeled me as a brain-dead gorilla. Uh, so, I'm going to go with that. Oh. Brain-dead gorilla. <laughs> the BDG? <laughs> the BDG. Yeah. The, the BDG. Yo, that's what we'll do. We'll cut it down into just like the the three letters. Yo, who said Gordo Forte? That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's similar to Eddie Gordo, which is gonna be the Eddie restaurant Gordo? that'll open up sometime in the future. Hell yeah. <laughs> Eddie Gordo's Hell yeah. No, fucking BDG. That's uh that's what I go to. The reason why they call me that is because I play soul. And it's just like stop being a stop being a gorilla in the corner, like they're a little <laughs> mean sometimes. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, next question is uh, E3's been pretty ho hum. What Nintendo game? What's Nintendo going to do to wow us or even Capcom? Um, they already did that. We don't have to answer that question anymore. Yeah, I was like, we already went through that. <laughs> Tornado Jones asks. Having just seen the Redwood Forest and Crater Lake, I've concluded that nature is beautiful and terrifying at the same time. What is the coolest nat natural landmark or craziest natural shit that you've ever seen before? Oh, in real life. In yeah, real video life. games. Yeah, in real life. <laughs> in games? Damn it. I don't know. I've uh, seen a bear eat a deer in someone's backyard. Holy shit. That was pretty crazy. That is brutal, dude. Yeah, that is pretty fucking brutal. That was, that was a little crazy. <laughs> Definitely. 
Uh, I don't know. No one has anything question. else. I tried sharing, and you're just, you just dead the air. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's because I'm I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like the places that I've been and the things that I've seen. And the only thing um, that I can say is the Grand Canyon. Like when I saw that, I was just like, "Holy shit! This is a Grand Canyon!" Like, you know? <laughs> this like, canyon is quite grand. Yeah, like honestly, like that's like about that's like about the only thing that I could I could think of that. Um, I haven't really been to a lot of national parks and stuff like that, so which I'm gonna be changing that soon. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Grand Canyon is probably like the best thing I, I've ever seen. It's just honestly, you went to the Grand Canyon and you were just like, "Oh shit, they weren't kidding." Well, dude, no, the thing about it is, it's just <laughs> this they, is for real. It's, it's, I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it at one point. I don't know how when I was flying from Arizona to Nevada. Uh, for work and I remember flying over it and it's just like oh okay cool like blah 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 but like actually seeing it there and seeing just the drops and like the cliffs and the rocks and everything and I'm just like yeah this, this shit ain't fucking right and then you see people doing handstands like on the edge of the fucking area and I'm like fuck no. that I'm like that's I'm them stupid ass <laughs> white people doing stupid ass white people things and that's how you hear about old ladies falling into the Grand King and fucking dying and shit no Hover around. Yeah. <laughs> <Remember> those commercials. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's now what you I got, are yeah. free to see the world. <laughs> Crazy ass honkies, one hundred percent. No. Oh man, I'm a, I'm gonna go there and hover around in like another <laughs> fifty around. years or so. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice, dude. Like it's like honestly, it's a it's it's very. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know if it's relaxing because it's there's people there. There's a lot of things going on. But at the same time, there's kind of like this quiet to it. And then you could ride a donkey if you want down to the trails and the water and all that shit. You ride um, a donkey? There's water in the Grand Canyon? Yeah. There's still there's still some springs and stuff like that you can find down there. I'm still not going. I don't yeah. trust it. I don't trust <laughs> me. Dude, I feel like, dude, dude. like, have you ever... Have you ever heard of the Call of the Void? No. I feel like I would get the Call of the Void. Okay, so the Call of the Void, it's it's kind of dark. Uh, the Call of the Void is like something telling you, hey, you should you should do something to harm oh, yourself shit. in no. in the the mm-hmm. nicest way possible. I uh, I won't because it, it would be like, hey, bro, it's the Void. What up? You see that canyon <laughs> over there? It's a mighty long fall. <laughs> there's, there's just like no. Oh no! <laughs> I think, I think what tripped me out the most too was that I didn't know, I didn't realize that there was like a Grand Canyon East and then there's a Grand Canyon West. Like you would think it's just one Grand Canyon, right? They're but in different separated. zip codes. Yeah, and uh, there's from where I'm at, there's like about a two and a half hour drive that I think is the Grand Canyon West, and they take you to this place where. It's like what you see in the movies or in like on Instagram or Facebook and all those where it's just a big giant piece of glass looking over the Grand Canyon and you can like just walk on over it and like look straight down. No. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. No. No, nope. nah, I'm good. My fat ass. I'm not into that glass that bridge business. I've nope. seen that crap. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't want nothing to do with it. Nope. Yeah, I can keep that one. Mm-mm. Don't need that. Cool. Not a fan. Well, that's uh, it. That's all GT, I got. what natural, what natural, uh, crazy shit have you seen? <laughs> Man, I've not seen anything. I would say the closest thing I've seen that's like a beautiful, like natural structure is like um, a freaking um, the giant park in New York, Central Park. 
like I've seen all of Central Park from like a really high view, and it's pretty intense. It's beautiful. It's pretty cool. But no, that's, that's not bad. natural, right? I don't care. <laughs> it's me. That's all I got. All me right. Natural. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's there's uh, natural trees and natural grass. And natural That's animals natural. that were imported. I'm glad that these natural ass things have come together. That man just like kind of just plopped them here. You Put live together. Here now. They had someone had to organize it. You know. Yeah. Fuck it. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> anyway, um, Zombie Hunter asks: Having played my first Shin Megami Tensei game, I have to ask. What Atlas series do you prefer more, Shin Megami Tensei or Persona? And is there a particular reason why? I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm looking at chat. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb worst. and say that I'm probably <laughs> the only one. <laughs> uh, I'm probably the only one that has played Shin Megami Tensei and Persona. Uh, my vote has always been Shin Megami Tensei because Satan lives there. Jesus. Um, and that's that's mainly the only reason why. No, no, no. The, the tone is very dark. It is a more challenging game. Um I like it when the stakes feel higher, I guess you could say, if I can make that into an example. Um, and I feel like there there is more going on with the Shimigami Tensei series than there is with Persona. I'm not trying to shit on Persona. I still think Persona is great. Um, but if I had a choice, I'm going to play Shimigami Tensei every single time. If I had a choice, um, Catherine, I'd probably go with Catherine. Which is part of the Shimigami Tensei fan <laughs> fandom, so you're with me. Yeah, there you go. GT, do you have a, do you have an opinion? I like Persona's music. <laughs> it's Persona really, does really have good. really good music. Da -da 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 -da. So I'm gonna go with Persona. Da -da 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 -da. Even so, I've never played either one. <laughs> yes. So I'm just gonna go with the the, the game tracks. Very well. <laughs> the game tracks. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Titanium Dragoon Neo asks, following an, uh, up to the E3 talk, considering the fact that more and more companies are holding press conferences outside of E3 on their own terms, and that the actual announcements and presentations at E3 are, for lack of a better term, more friendly, uh, family-friendly, uh, growing less significant and substantial, and are arguably worse year after year, are you expecting that E3 will lose its focus in an announcement hub within the next 10 years? Uh, I think that we're already there. E3 is no longer the forerunner of the community or of the, like the gaming industry. It used to be the number one trade show back 10 years. And it, it held like from Space World to E3. Those were the most important trade shows at the time. It's no longer the case. Like PAX East is more impressive than anything E3 has come out with within the last five years. Gamescom is another major thing oh, out in Europe is another major fucking trade show. E3 had to br open up to the public uh, because they could not maintain the numbers necessary to like keep them relevant. So I think that E3 honestly is here to stay, but E3 is definitely changing in scope. Uh, yeah. The Tokyo game show and gamescom is bigger at this point and it didn't, it wasn't like that in the past. Like TGS was a, was much smaller in comparison 10, 15 years ago. Gamescom, the same thing. Like I didn't even know what Gamescom was until around 2016, 2017. And I don't I don't believe it's been around for all that long, but like they were putting up numbers. Like as far as numbers of of attendance, attendees, 
it was it was like eclipsing E3 on anything that they've done within the last 10 years. So I think that E3 will still be around, but they're definitely not relevant at this point. The the direct to consumer uh communication that now uh publishers and developers have is just the more efficient way of doing things, of doing business. So yeah, I don't know. What about you guys? I don't know if it's going to be here any longer. Like, I feel like it's already on its numbered days. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if after next year, we're going to have that, yeah, like, E3 is no no longer. You know, especially when people are opting to do their own little directs, like Nintendo and the PlayStation ones. And I think even, like, Microsoft at the end of E3 did, like, hey, we had a bonus one. Like, Microsoft extended. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So... I, I feel like it's just a matter of time, and um, unfortunately, it's just going to be one of those things that's, that we lost, what, what was E3 before it was E3? Wasn't it like the uh, Internet Showcase or something like that? Or um, It had a different name, and then that died, and it became E3. I believe, that, and I'm probably wrong, but I thought that Space World um, was what led to E3 being a thing. I'm looking it up. I'm actually think, not sure. Yeah, I think that is, uh, let's see, History Origins. The Consumer Electronics Show is what it was before, I think. So CES. Okay. No, yeah. CES is still a thing. No, dude. no. Game publishers went to the trade shows like la da da 94. Yeah, then I don't know. But I could have sworn it was called something else before it was E3. So I just, like, going back to it anyways, like, the point of it is, like I said, I just feel like it's already at its end. I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually just completely just gets knocked out of it. Eventually, mm-hmm. we'll get something yeah. newer, something different, something more. Hip. I don't know at this point, to be honest with you. What would what would we get instead of E three? The what we're seeing with the Nintendo Directs and the State of Play and the Xbox Showcase, Digital Devolver is doing their own thing. We had like the Wholesome Games show during E three. I mean, it's when you already have the direct connection with your consumer base. You don't need a middleman. There doesn't need to be a trade show uh, specialized or involved with it. I mean, it sucks because trade shows were cool. Um, but it's there's no physical product that invites you to go see or like incentivizes you to go out, leave your home, and go see what's going on. It's not, it's not like a car show where you get to see all the, the, uh, the custom and like uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? the the prototypes of these vehicles there's no there's no physical product that you can like see and mess around with it's all digital it's all software so you don't need to do that shit yeah no that's a good point i mean i it's it's kind of tricky because the thing is when i hear e i'm i'm such a like i'm such a gamer it's like whenever i hear e3 i get excited about it still you know even if i don't expect a whole lot I just get excited because of that name. It's like, oh, it's E3 time. Usually when E3 time is around, that means a bunch of new games are being announced and so on and so forth. But, you know, with us living in the whole digital age where, you know, people can literally get the same demos that people are playing at E3 directly downloaded to their, you know, they can download them at home. So it's like, what's the point of going to an E3 and dealing with, you know, sweaty people in long lines trying to play this game that you can just download it yourself. But the thing is, they still do that where you can't play games at home. Like, um, I went to PAX East 
for the first time um, a couple of years ago. And I loved it because I actually got to play a few games, but it was crowded. Like it was crazy crowded. And, um, but something about that, like that whole, like, cause I think a lot of what, what's making E3 fail more now is because of last year. Um, you know, with the, with the pandemic that we had, it, it just, you, you, all the, all the freaking conventions were gone, you know, and E3, that's the whole thing is they want people to go there and experience this. But now that everything is shifting toward digital, it's like, what is what is the point of E3 being there? Like, they're basically surviving off their name and people just getting excited. But as, like, Tom flows on, people are going to forget it more and more. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be as relevant. They got to start looking at what Gamescom and all the other international branches for these trade shows to see what it is that they're doing different. What makes them, like, special compared to what uh you know e3 is doing and it could all just be geography like gamescom is in germany but germany is the size of some of our states you know what i mean so like everyone in europe can take some time and drive or fly over to germany meanwhile the united states is this massive chunk of of land and you're holding your press conference in one fucking location there's three paxes in a year you can just go to any one of the PAXs and see whatever is revealed out there. Uh, and then even beyond that, you're starting to see reveals coming out of MAGFest. So, I mean, like... Well, everything. I, it's like everything gets... I, like, even, like, the Comic-Con stuff. Like, it could be Comic-Con and you'll be getting a video game reveal. Right. You know it doesn't I mean? matter anymore. It's it's At the end of the day, it's all about the direct-to-consumer relationship that the publishers and developers can enjoy now. It doesn't yeah. matter when it's revealed, they can just send it out and not give a shit. So. Yep, yep. Yep. I think that answers that question. Scotty Moe has another question. I streamed Quake the other night and saw Eddie playing Duke Nukem 3D. It made me want to try to pin what error I put Duke in because it has that comfort food game style for me. Do you have comfort food games uh, from each error? Starting in 8-bit. Some of my examples are uh, for 8-bit, he's got Road Rash on the Game Gear. For 816 PC era, he's got Duke Nukem 3D. 16-bit is Sonic 3. 32-bit is Sega Saturn. 64-bit is GoldenEye. 128-bit is Sonic Adventure. Eras Beyond, nothing is comfortable. Only cynical. Huzzah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we should do all six bits well we not not all of us can apply but definitely definitely right, yeah. uh definitely tell me what is some of your comfort food video games it's uh, like three yeah go ahead gt <laughs> go for it go for it oh uh comfort food um sonic 3 is definitely one of those games i love to just pick up and play mm. um Let's see. Super Mario Brothers 3 <laughs> is another one. So I guess that's 8-bit, 16-bit error. Yeah, I freaking love Super Mario Brothers 3, man. I could just run through that game in like an hour and be done. Damn. And then um, what else? Well, with whistles, not not full-blown go-through. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What else do I like to play? Streets of Rage 4 has become an addiction, and I just love picking up and playing that game, too. It's just so fun to play. And then Forza Horizon 4. 
is another one of those games that I just I literally just pick it up, play it for like twenty minutes. I had minutes. no idea that you were that much into Forza Horizon. You should stream it because I don't I don't stream it. Yeah, I never stream it. Uh, but no, dude, I love that game. It's just I love everything about it, like the music. It's a relaxing game. Like that's why I like playing. It's a super relaxing game. You can just go through, get in your car, race across the freaking you know land and pick up a couple of races, grab some awesome cars. It's 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 fun. It really is the whole atmosphere of it. But yeah, those would be my comfort food games right there. What about you, Eddie? Uh, the first one that I, comes to mind is Super Mario World. I think I've always said how much I really enjoy Super Mario World and how many times I can actually just play that game over and over and over. And if I would play only one game for the rest of my life, it would probably be that one. So that's definitely a comfort food or comfort food, <laughs> comfort game. <laughs> um, I don't have anything for the 8-bit era. I think we always go back to this, how I'm like kind of eh about the 8-bit era. Um, mm-hmm. If we were to have to go 64, Super Mario 64 or GoldenEye would definitely be up there. Um I'm trying to think of another like 64 game that I played most, but like those would be the two. And now, at one point, I would have said GTA, like Grand Theft Auto. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and stretch out across all platforms and say anything Street Fighter, anything okay. Street Fighter, because like I'm I'm the, I was that type of guy that like when I would go to the arcades or I would go to the liquor store with my dad and there was like an arcade cabinet and it was Street Fighter, I'd be like, Dad, give me a quarter, because it's Street Fighter. You know what I mean? So. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those would be my my three right there. Hell yeah. Um, shit. I mean, I would say pretty much anything Guilty Gear would be like something I could always turn on Guilty Gear and just go in and play. But that who saw that coming, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm like you, GT. I'm I'm Sonic Three and Knuckles, and I am Super Mario Brothers Three. Um, I can always turn those games on and just zone the fuck out. Another game that I constantly go back to just because I have a lot of fun enjoying it and playing it, uh, Paper Mario 1 for the N64, because I think there's a lot of nostalgia factor of like where I was in time. And like, I could, I could picture myself in my room and what I was feeling and the temperature and like the, that's something that I always just kind of like love going back to. And then Legend of Dragoon. It's the fucking podcast RPG. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's, Still it's always it. been there. You should. <laughs> you should definitely play it. When you get better internet, I'll fucking co-pilot it with you. Right. It's a well, lot we got of better internet fun. right now. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. And yeah. This is when it goes to shit, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those would be my comfort food games. Uh, and wrapping up the questions, we've got H2O with uh, with COVID spiking the prices of retro video games. I'm starting to see games starting to fall at more reasonable prices. For example, Pokemon XD Day of Darkness dropped from 165 loose in April to $122 this month. How long before the world goes back to 100% normalcy? Uh, when do you think it will take to go back to normal? I think he's talking about like video game prices. Not life in general. For Not retro like games exactly. specifically. <laughs> uh, so here's here's the thing. It's this has always been a thing when it comes to re- retro games, and it's surprising to see like the phenomenon of like the bubble coming to newer consoles, or I say newer consoles, uh, faster than what it should. This should have been the age where the focus is on N64 and PlayStation games, and it just started grabbing onto PS2, Xbox, GameCube games as well. And it's starting to grab onto the PS3 games in addition to that. Uh, yeah, Saturn didn't get any cheaper as well. 
Um, but that, that again, that falls into the realm of N64, PlayStation. It's the same generation. Uh, you're not going to see those games drop back. They're, they, they're going to spike because of demand. And then when d- demand levels off, you've now th- got that residual premium to come down. But it's not going to go all the way down. Gale of Darkness used to be a $40, $40 game. Complete in box. Right? It rose up to like $70, $80 about five years ago. And then the disc was 40 bucks. Now it's all the way up to 122 And if that's where it's starting to tip off and go down, you got to wait until next month. But I have a feeling it's not going to go back down to the $70, $80 range that you were thought or hoping that it would be. Retro games is treated like an investment. It is not treated like a commodity. It is not treated like anything else. People who are in these type of hobbies are doing it because there's some sort of investment that they, they can sell off and uh, liquidate at a later at a later time. So I would find it very hard to believe that, you know, the hopes of you getting Samurai Western for the PlayStation 2, uh, you're still going to pay $200 for that. Well, even then, man, I feel like the pandemic just created collectors just like it did streamers out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, GT, That's me. Man. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I can't. COVID. I can't say much on the collecting <clears throat> part because I've never. My collecting days were over. I've talked about how I used to have a 200 plus game collection for the PlayStation Two. I used to collect Super Nintendo, Nintendo, and 64, and eventually I got rid of all of that. So they're popping fireworks now in my neighborhood, and the dogs are going crazy. Let's go. <laughs> GT, take the reins. Oh man. Um well, it's it's fun to answer this question. I mean, as a new collector, cuz I mean, when I worked at GameStop, I collected unintentionally. Like it was just kind of like, oh, I'm just getting these games because I want them, not because I want to keep them. Mm-hmm. It's basically I want I want to have them and I want to play them and I want to beat them and be done with them. But now as a collector, um I, I kind of look at it as I don't think I I I got to agree with Chris on this one. I don't think they'll ever drop down in value. The thing is Last year made it all skyrocket because the, more people became interested in picking up different hobbies um, and collecting became one of them. And people just started buying stuff on Amazon and just going crazy. And now, like, all these retro stores are popping up now that places are starting to open up again. And they know how much this stuff is worth. Uh, same thing with other people, like, on freaking OfferUp and, you know, all these, you know, peer-to-peer type purchasing apps they know how much their stuff costs. Like you, you could usually get lucky and have someone be like, Oh, I'll sell this for 10 bucks. But now people can look at like, you know, different websites and stuff like that to find out how much their games are worth. And they're going to sell them to you for that premium. So yeah, man, I think people are just way more aware of what they have as far as, as far as their games go. That's why it's so hard to find stuff at reasonable prices. Now I don't think it's going to drop anytime soon. I'm looking through my collection right now. Uh, I use collectors, uh, application is just the same one that um pocket full of games uses he was the one who turned me on to this shit and i'm looking at it right now fucking the prices for some of this shit is absolutely fucking insane when i bought valkyrie profile that was a hundred maybe 120 dollar games complete in box that shit is 386 dollars right now it is it is no fucking joke it is serious money at the moment 
So yeah, no, nah, those games it's, are it's, games are getting expensive, yeah. man. The it's hobby like, is it's expensive. Like you said, and, it's like you said, GT too. It's like the fact of the matter is that anybody can look up these prices, and there's so many apps, and there's so many sites out there that I like, help you out and sell them. It is what it is. Um, because like I've even I think it was like Somber who had a story. I think he had a he was gonna buy a lot for like sixty bucks, and there was a couple of games in there that were like high priced, and uh, another seller came in and they're like. Dude, like you shouldn't be selling that for sixty bucks. You should be selling that for like almost two hundred. And then when Somber got there to the location, they were just like, "Yeah, I want two hundred and fifty. And Somber is just like, "No, I'm wow. good. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm good." <laughs> that freaking sucks, man. That does suck. That shit happens though. That shit fucking. Sucks. It does. It does. Like, yeah, no. funny thing is, I kind of have a little mini story. I still got lucky. I still got lucky on on the deal that I got. But I went to a game exchange. And this kid had absolutely no idea what he had. Exchanges now? Yeah, at least in Texas they do. We have like three locations out here. (laughs) That's crazy. um, Yeah, there's game exchanges here, man. But uh, I was at Game Exchange maybe about a month ago, and this kid had a box full of freaking Sega Genesis complete in box games, and he had some good games in there. Like he had like Shinobi Three. And like, you know, Golden Axe, all these good games. <clears throat> and I'm over here looking at them because he's about to sell them to Game Exchange. And I'm thinking to myself, they're going to give you a fraction of what these are worth. Mm-hmm. And they're going to turn around and sell them for, you know, like five or six times more than what they're giving you for them. And I was very tempted to under like to, to lowball, like be like, hey, man, I can I'll buy this from you. You know, they're not going to give you what, <laughs> what they're worth. But luckily, this was before Game Exchange was kind of like hardcore about retro stuff i guess and they still like of course they didn't give them a whole bunch of money but they sold them to me for reasonable prices and then i went back and looked up the value of these games and they were worth at least like 10 to 20 dollars more than what i bought them for Mm -hmm. so sometimes you can still get lucky but then other times you get screwed (laughs) so like now i went to game exchange like last week and they had um Mega Man Legends for like 60 bucks, which it is it is worth a lot. But the thing is, it was worth $65. And I'm just like, man, see, they're catching on too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're catching on to the prices. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is crazy because Mega Man Legends used to be like super high demand in the in the past. And that that broke three digits at one point. That used to be a very expensive game. Um, yeah, two is an expensive game. Two is, two is an expensive in triple game digits. Well. Is yeah, it two really? Two is in triple digits. Yeah, Wait, it's look, like 160 bucks now. Mega Man Legends 2, 155. Holy shit! I mean, if you want a PlayStation One sealed black label, you're looking at 1500. That's insane. Damn. Fuck that. That is crazy, man. But it goes. I have black label, but it's definitely not sealed. <laughs> but going back to what I was saying, um, there, I I put out a tweet a few few weeks ago about this very thing where, um you have you have a hobby that a lot of younger guys uh and i have a few friends that notably or have been like getting into or trying to get into it see my collection be like yo i want to be like chris and i'm just like too bad because i got into this shit 10 years ago um and everyone was saying the bubble was terrible in 2011 holy shit 2021 is absolutely ridiculous you know you can't get into this hobby anymore. Not not without dropping serious fucking money right now. My collection increased about like ten, twenty thousand dollars within the last year. 
it's insane right now how much like shit is going on how much shit is is going for it these young guys i'm just like i'm sorry you can't you can't play this on the the hardware that it originally came out on you're just not going to be able to you're stuck to budget titles budget titles that were once five dollars now going on 40 it's it sucks it really does and that's why like i don't give a fuck about saying it right now you need to fucking <laughs> go out and emulate this shit go find emulators and fucking just download the fuck out of them and play it on there Go find the the consoles, rip out the disk drive, and play it on there. Go put a mode in there. Put an SD card in there. Play your games on there. At least that will last, and you get the games for free. Because if these publishers and developers gave a shit that much, they would be re-releasing these games. Exactly. My, exactly. My, my preservation, my man. That's number one. Video game preservation is like the key to a lot of the shit. So, anyway. The the follow-up question that H2O had was, also, does anyone have a fear of playing the expensive games? I played Gale of Darkness before, and I saw how high it was getting in price, and I haven't touched it since. What, are you afraid of breaking it? Yeah, games are meant mean? to be played. <laughs> yeah, games are meant to be played. I don't understand yeah. that question. <laughs> so, what I'm assuming... It's like driving a Ferrari. Yeah, it's a Sunday <laughs> no, driver. Yeah, You only I, play it once in a while. I do, I do not care. Like I I'm notorious on that too. I have this conversation with uh, another collector friend of mine um, named Chuck Taylor because he never opens up his things and I always open up my things. I don't care if I paid fifty or two hundred bucks for it. I am opening that sucker up. It's an action figure or it's a video played. game. I'm like, yep, I'm opening it up. Oh, but it's gonna be worth eighty dollars in a couple games. of months. I don't care. I'm. I, That's not why I bought it. Yeah, I bought it. <laughs> I bought it to play. play it. I'm going to, yeah, so, yeah. That I, it, was the whole thing with me where I would I, I would go to these stores and I had friends that, like, you know, ran these stores. And the the most iconic one that I remember was like, hey, we have fucking uh, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD collection. And this was like a few years after it came out in the United States, which it wasn't for the PSP. It was for, I believe, the PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4. And I'm like, oh, that's neat. How much you want for it? He was like 120 bucks. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Maybe I'll get it. And it was just like, it's sealed new. And I'm just like, nope, not going to buy it. And it was just like, why? It was just like, I'll open that bitch up. I don't care. I'll open it up. <laughs> I buy games so I can fucking play them. You know? Exactly. So that's why I only buy like used. I don't, I don't buy new games unless it's like brand fucking new. Uh, it's like, I, no, and this is no shade to the individual that's in our server. Um, but I don't see the purpose in slabbing your games. I don't like, if this is like a personal thing where it's like, Oh, I want it as decoration. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I respect it. But there are people who go out and slab those games with the intention of like saying like, Oh, I have a slabbed VGA 9.5 legend of Dragoon. I'm going to sell it for like $3,500. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Chat. For those who don't know what slabbing is, if you've ever had a Pokemon card and you wanted to get it graded, that's the same thing. When we say that you're going to slab a video game, it means that you're putting it in, into uh, an acrylic box and you're never opening it again. And it's got a little label on there that says, this is a mint game. Uh, you can now like multiply the value of the game 10 times. And these people will show up to, to trade, not trade shows, but like 
uh, gaming conventions. Like um, a, the one that we saw them like the most where they had like fucking banners all over the fucking venue was too many games and they had one of the biggest fucking kiosks and people will come with their video games and say hey can you grade this for me and put it into a fucking slab and they charge a minimum of 75 dollars just so that you can have it into a fucking clear slab and oh sorry your kirby's adventure is a 4.5 you can sell it for the same price <laughs> the same fucking price 45 dollars Take it or leave it. And now you can't open the bitch up. Yeah. Similar to what they do with graded comics. Yes. So I don't, I don't get it. I don't agree with it. This person was just like, I want to create a decoration and a mural to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I said, that is the only way that that shit is acceptable. So I still say, (laughs) put that bitch in the shadow box, just in case you get a hair in your ass and you want to play that specific copy. Um, But slabbing it, fuck you. I just know, like, like I said, it's just we we've talked about this before. I think one of the questions that we had uh, uh, a couple episodes back was like, "What's the one item, like the holy grail item, that you'd want to get?" And I had said an unopened uh, Chrono Trigger uh, sealed factory seal, and it goes for like two thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that if I were to buy that one, I'm gonna get a lot more thrill of opening it up. Like I just spent two thousand bucks on this thing. I'm gonna open this some bitch up. <laughs> like I'm not gonna be like no 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 oh my god it's two thousand dollars because it's sealed no 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 if I'm willing to it's spend like, that money is because I want to <laughs> open this sucker up I'm not gonna buy two copies I'm not gonna buy three copies I just no but then again if I'm and uh, if that's the case then <laughs> I shouldn't be spending two thousand dollars on a game like that either <laughs> no no fuck that anyway. Uh, that wraps it up for questions. Um, before moving on to to closing this bitch out, there is a, an announcement. I'm pretty sure some of you might already know this, but we're just going to put it out there. Uh, the Scrubverse team and an extension, Megavisions as well, uh, we're looking for an audio and video editor familiar with any type of video editing software, albeit Filmora, Adobe Premiere, etc. Uh, the audio software such as Audacity, uh, work will be roughly two to three hours of editing, except this episode, because it is long as fuck, uh, with the possibility of more work to come. So if you have any of those skills or interest, please contact us Contact us directly via email at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com if you are interested. Thank you very much. Uh, outside of that, uh, GT, what are you doing this week? Um, this week I am working until Friday. <laughs> um but sad thing is i actually won't be streaming this weekend but i'm gonna try and maybe get like a bonus stream in in the middle of the week or something like that and try to finish bomberman tournament but um yeah that's what i'm doing and for those of you is this where i do my (laughs) the teriyaki chicken heck yeah man uh, is this where I'm supposed to say like where where you can find me and stuff? Yeah, this is this is the part. <laughs> okay, this is the part where we get to go home sure. and go to sleep. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> For me, but, um, it's twelve thirty yes. over here. Gotcha. But yeah, if you're not following me, uh, Twitch.tv/slash/GameTracks is where you can find me. I also have my Twitter. You can find me at um you know at GameTracks2285 on Twitter and then on Instagram. It's just GameTracks as well. So I try to keep those places active. Um, Put my modding collections up there, all kinds of random stuff. So yeah, 
But thank you for having me, man. Seriously, I, enjoy, I love being on this show. I it's miss great. you. Thank you. I, I, I miss having <laughs> miss you, you too. On, miss both of you guys. A really good time whenever you're here. Uh, Eddie, what are you up to this week? Uh, This week, hold on. Bark, 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 bark. Fucking a. I'm gonna have to time these things out. Just fucking the 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 neighbors. It's fireworks season. Fuck the Fourth of July is around the corner. I told you, my roommate spent fourteen hundred bucks on fireworks. (laughs) Fuck the neighbor's wife right in front of him. (laughs) So it's just like I hear the poof. And I'm gonna. I don't hear it. GT doesn't hear it. Chat doesn't hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I'm telling you, the thing oh, about God. it is, and th- once I replay the audio back, I'm gonna be like, "There it is. Yep, there it is." <laughs> okay, yeah, it'll it'll be in your fucking audacity, but that yeah. is not our problem. I have work in the morning, so tell me what That's you're doing true. this week. <laughs> um, so I uh, Duke Nukem 3D. I should be finishing that okay. up. I got two more episodes left in that game. It's a lot longer than I remember it actually. Um, and then after that, I will be diving into an indie game. I haven't decided on which one. As I said, I got like about 50 plus titles. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And yeah, I got nothing else. I'm still recovering from the 5G shot that I, I forgot to mention earlier that I got my first dose, my first, uh, vaccine shot and, uh, got a light fever going on right now and a sore body, but we're pulling through. So cool. Put a magnet on your forehead. Let me see yeah. if it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a video game. Yeah. Uh, fucking, I've got hopefully a video coming out within the next week or so. So that's the that's the extent of what you're gonna see me do. We got Squub, Scrub Wars going on with Squab Wars Drive. Squab Wars. Squab Wars. We got Scrub Wars going on. Uh, if you want to get a chance of winning fucking ten bucks, because our weeklies are forty bucks to the top four. Uh, fucking jump in that bitch. Show me what you got. That's all I gotta say. I'll see you next week. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe to the Scrubverse <laughs> podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts because we're probably on there. Not of our own volition because our RSS feed just got shared to fucking everywhere. So just go ahead, hit that subscribe button, like, write comments about us. I wanna, I wanna show up on some of these Apple Podcast bullshit. Uh, top 10 list i don't i don't know some fucking shit <laughs> and we got we, we've got our 100th episode coming in which means we got to play uh uh subverse we got to play subverse by the 100th episode gc that says nothing to you no eddie we have to play subverse Are we doing this? by the yeah we're doing this okay one way or another we got to play subverse that's that is that is what we got to do Got it. You gotta play subverse. Okay? 10 4. Cool. GT, you can look up what subverse is later. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> look up what subverse is later. Hell yeah. Uh no, subverse. Subverse on Discord, maybe. Maybe, maybe on Discord. Anyway, uh, that's the show. Uh Eddie cut here. No, don't Eddie. All y'all have a good night. I'll see y'all lady later. Uh <laughs> Eddie, try cut that intro? here. You want to try that outro no, again? No, fuck it. Fuck it. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't give a fuck. Corey's not here. This is his fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>